When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and Kyle Ferguson. And we're back. We took a trip to Anaheim, California, but we're not there anymore. We're, we're home, damn it. And uh, that means time for another There Will Be Dungeons. And welcome to TWBD. And thank you for listening to the show, however you're watching it, be it live or later or whatever. Before we get to the action today, and boy oh boy did we leave it on a cliffhanger last time, let's leave that cliffhanging for just a little longer while I read an email that came to us from the website, which you can go to anytime at therewillbedungeons.com. And the email uh, this week comes from Dersham, a.k.a. Phil. Or it's the other way around. His name is Phil, but he goes by Dersham. He says this, and he runs the wiki, so that's how we know this guy. Dear TWBD crew, I wanted to thank you so much for the amazing show and giving me something to take my mind off recent events. I recently traveled to China and Hong Kong for work and took you guys with me for the two 15-hour flights to keep me company. During the trip, a pair of ulcers I had no foreknowledge of decided to erupt. I left Hong Kong and landed in O'Hare feeling faint, but managed to catch my next flight home. The next day, my wife rushed me to the ER. Here's the long and the short of it. Four days, five bags of blood, and and an upper endoscopy. Uh, and many more episodes of TWD later, I went home. It's been nearly another week of recovery, many more TWBD episodes later, and I'm finally feeling normal-ish. So here's to the There Will Be Dungeons crew. Thank you again for the awesome show and for keeping me company through all of this. Signed, Phil. Well, Phil, first of all, that sucks, and I'm super sad you had to go through with that uh, or deal with that at all. That totally blows, especially if it kicks in while you're in freaking Hong Kong. That super blows. And uh, on the on the on the other hand, I'm really glad that the show kind of uh, acted as a way to get sort of through that stuff. So, thank you for letting us know. We feel for you, and we hope you recover very quickly. And thanks for all the good work you do on the wiki. All right, it's a nice email, isn't it, everybody? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we <laughs> before we get going, and Bo tells us the true fate of all of us in that terrible cave with the monk. Let's throw it to Kristen, who will recap from last time. Kristen? Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the monk is mightier than the missile. Returned from the roadhouse rumble, Varel sought his secret session with Dashington twice, where he discerned details about a serious thing set to go down the day of the welcomed wedding. Varel and his vanguard were invited to weave themselves in if they'd provide a little boom. 
Meanwhile, Nash was meeting with his mesmerizing mate. Lusting after the latent power he had locked inside, the enticing elf elucidated just how erogenous and extemporized Ent could be. The next morning, Charlemagne split, leaving them the inn, while Hope received a report from the undercover Tedna. Soft had survived and awaited the arrival of the Toyota host. Tedna had also stumbled upon a secret cellar filled with the stone statues of countless tieflings. It was during this discovery that Monsoon Cabbage dropped in. He congratulated the crew on their courageous clash with and crippling of the Toe Rippers, telling them where to turn up the terrified leader who had been infected by an incorrigible insect that had hid its hive underground. He also laid out the history of his home, how he and his kind had hearkened to the call of vampirism, and how his love hated it, calling forth the corruptress Andriesta to quell it. Before heading below, all went to Cabbage's condo to curate new killers. Varel championed a chainsaw sword, dubbing it Maw Storm, and Nash found an orb for a focus. Finally ready to flush out a new fiend, Hope returned for the rocket launcher, and down to the lizard they all left. Creeping confidently around in a series of caves, they eventually found their foes, the lizard and his bodyguards. Bedecked in darkness, Hope assembled her assassination attempt, took aim, and fired. Instead of witnessing a wondrous wipeout, the meditating monk manhandled the missile, redirecting it back directly into Hope's chest, launching her into a wall and exploding the area around the team. The tunnel to their target blocked, and Hope, in dire need of death saves, rejoin our team as they deal with disaster! Oh my lord. Now I'm scared! That brings us current, and Bo, it's right. now up to you so too. The last thing, the last thing everyone saw was Hope firing the rocket launcher down the hall, mm. and they saw it return down the hallway, illuminating its path. Everyone has dark vision, but you can see the light from around the end of the rocket illuminate the room as it hit her directly in the chest, knocking her, causing this smoke of explosion, <laughs> knocking her back on the wall. And then she slides down and hits the floor. Diane uh, Tallis immediately runs over to stabilize her. That's the last thing everyone sees. So I'm going to cover a few things off so that we have questions now, but I don't want you communicating with each other. The explosion from the rocket fills the room with smoke, uh, smoke and debris from destroying rock. So the place is filled with a thick, thick detritus in the air, making it difficult for everyone to breathe. Also, the bang from the explosion in a small enclosed space has deafened everyone. Uh, I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw, please. Can do. Except for Hope. You don't need to do this. You can't hear. Oh, she's out. <laughs> she's un unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean she's Zero like, hit points. She's at a party. <laughs> fail. Uh, 19 for Nash. 11 okay. for me. 25. Okay, so you're all deafened, but Varel. So Varel, you can keep your headphones on during turns. So here's here's what's happening: is that uh, you're suffocating. The room has filled with uh, smoke and rock particulate, and you're having difficulty breathing. The hit from the rocket happened so quickly 
that you're not able to hold your breath. You weren't. You didn't have enough foresight to go and hold up your breath. So the rules are: if you do have that, you can hold your breath for a number of minutes equal to your modifier. That's not going to be the case here. Once you run out of that time holding your breath, you have a number of rounds equal to your Constitution modifier, or you drop to zero HP and start making death saves. Which uh, you'll fail if you're not put into a place that is. Safe to breathe. Hope is already down. She has two turns left or she destabilizes. So that's information available to everyone. You're all deafened. Actually, except for Varel. So, um, we're going to roll initiative. I'd like everyone's initiative rolls, please. And I don't have paper. Crap. And I don't have a pen. What am I doing? Well, it's better than having crap paper. Uh, Two when you get paper. All right. Well, it's fine. I'll do notepad. All right. Two for me. It's two as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, everyone. <laughs> okay. Can you guys decide amongst you who goes first? Uh, Varel, since you can hear, you should go first. Sounds good. Okay. It literally okay. sounds good because you can hear. See, it sounds Stanley? good, right? Uh, I got a twenty for my initiative. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. So, uh, with that being said, I will have everyone but Stanley's headphones off. Or okay. uh, yeah, hope you as well. Everybody but Stanley. Yeah. Okay. All right, Stanley, it's your turn. You've run over to Hope. You've cast your spell Spare the Dying upon her stabilizing her. The room fills up with uh, smoke and rock detritus immediately, and you're deafened. You can't hear anything. Um, you have an, you do have an awareness that this uh, will also have a negative impact on Hope in terms of her breathing. Okay. Uh, considering that I am the one who knows exactly where she is, I will pick up Hope. Okay, that's an action. Okay. Uh, And then, having remembered roughly the layout of the room, uh, she's up against the wall that would have been in front of me, and I remember Mm -hmm. the exit is to the... In roll 20, I've reduced your vision. Yes, I see that. So I'm going off of what I vaguely remember. Mm -hmm. So I would... Go forward, keep the wall to my right so that I'm making mm-hmm. a left turn, and I would hug the wall until I found the cave entrance. I don't know. Okay. You've got how many 30 turns feet of movement. You've got 30 feet of movement. Uh, you can move yourself six squares with hope in tow. Uh, is that a wall like it's too dark i can't even tell if you I won't be able to you won't be able there. to move it you won't yeah you can feel a wall in front of you okay yeah so is that 30 yeah there okay. you go i'll put hope, i'll just put hope near you so that you can see where she is okay can you see her or no uh i can't see her at all right now I put her oh there we go she's on my space yeah okay okay so you've um, moved you have your action uh what's your constitution modifier uh plus one Okay, so you fall unconscious on your next after your next turn. Okay, unless you have any other tricks, hope has a um, hope has one more round as well. Uh, I don't believe I do. Let me just check this. Uh, nope, that takes an action. I just want to see if I have any bonus actions that I can do anything with. Uh. That's it. That's going to be my turn. All right. Turn. 
headphones off, and I will get Varel. Kyle. <laughs> Damn it. I need Kyle. Okay, Kyle's <laughs> on? Okay, I'm not on. All right, it's just you, Kyle. All right, so the room, you can hear. So you, you heard, what you could hear through the smoke is you heard Stanley grunt heavily as though he's picking up something, and you heard his movement. Cool. He didn't say anything out loud. I also have lizard breath, so I have 15 minutes if you allow the full duration. Do you have to take the breath, or can you just you just have it? You just have a lung, always have a lung full of 15 minutes. I can hold my breath for up to 15 minutes at a time is the text. Okay, so the explosion happened so quickly that you didn't have a chance to get it. 15 minutes is quite a bit, so I will give you 30 seconds of additional time. That's about okay. five turns. All right. Well, I would make my way towards the noise uh, pretty quickly, assuming that once again in the collapsing cave situation, I will be hauling everybody out. Very good. In roll 20, you'll see you have reduced vision, so it'll be up to you to find your way out <laughs> or to wherever you want to go. Cool. Once a move is laid in, it's laid in. All right. Well, I'll head, head southward towards where... Uh, Looks like 25 feet of movement there. All yeah, right. Hitting the wall. That's where you last saw Hope and Stanley before the room filled up with smoke. You don't you see that they're not there. Was Bok Bok in this exchange? No, Bok Bok stayed behind at the doorway. Okay. He didn't follow you in. Cool. All right. So I do have my new feet, which gives me the bonus 10. So I've got 40. Mm -hmm. So I will track towards the exit then. That's the additional 15. 30, 35, 40. Okay. You still have an action remaining, which you can convert into dash for 80. Cool. Then I will I will make my way, because this was the worked room, so I will continue to run until I hit... That's the, a wall there in front of you. ...the entrance. So you run, you run, brush aside the smoke, feel the wall. 15. There we go. Make my way to... All right. And I found Stanley yeah, by the end of it. Yeah. You can't stand on him, though, but yes. Cool. And I will uh, probably, you know, up, hand along the wall find Stanley out in front of me, see him lightly, and I will go to scoop up his buttocks. You're going to scoop up Stanley? Stanley, uh, so now that you can make him out, you see that he's holding Hope. So you'll be scooping them both up. He, okay. Uh, I don't know if you can see that, but hes I have the spots underneath him there. He's uh, hes hero carrying him with, uh, across yeah. the... Mm -hmm. Cool. How's, how's he moving speed-wise? Uh, uh, he's coughing quite a bit and stumbling. He doesn't look like he has much uh, left in him. He's about to go down. Okay, cool. So I would definitely be uh, gesturing to take over the action. Okay, uh, you could just pull it from him. It's it's hard, and you can't he can't hear you. He would be deafened. So you might say, and he can't see you from behind. Like you're, we're dealing in a matter of seconds, and so. Yeah, so this would be like uh, when you're stuck behind a slowpoke at a haunted house, you know, you, I, okay. I come up behind him and I kind of grab him on the shoulder, grab him on the waist, try to push him forward. And if he doesn't start moving fast enough, I'm going to take over the action. Okay. I'll, and get start John back on. I'll, get, I'll get John back on. All right, John, uh, Varela, right. the form of Varela appears before you and uh, he's speaking to you, but you can't hear him, but he's motioning to take hope from you. All right, I would offer I would offer her over. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's all we need. All right, Pharrell. Cool. So I got my take her up. yeah mm -hmm. my two hander uh, over my shoulder now, and I would put my 
my other shoulder into her chest and scoop it off of Stanley. So I've got sword on one uh, shoulder, hope on the other. Gotcha. All right. And, and I, think I yell back into the room, Nash! Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you have about 20 feet of movement left, I believe. Cool. Then barrel past uh, Stanley and start making my way out. Okay. Perfect. Um, all right. Uh, so that might have normally cost an action, but we're going to, it was, it was a fluid motion that we're going to allow here. Cool. All right. Uh, Scott, thank you very much. We'll be back. Okay. Supposed to come in. Sorry. Yeah. Your turn. All right. Uh, so there's smoke all around you. Okay. Can't hear anything. There's a ringing in your ears. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I have no bearing, right? Like, it's dark. I can't see a thing. You can use roll 20 to, if you remember where the map is yeah. and everything else. Like let's that. see if where I can, yeah. let's see what I can see. The chat room should like this, too. That's what yeah. I can see. So you, you do remember everyone being to your south, including <laughs> Hope got fired off to the wall towards the south. Right. And what's your constitution modifier? Uh, it is, sorry. I'm showing the chat room how dark it is in there. Um, it is... Constitution, plus three. All right, so you've got three turns to find some place where you can breathe, or you're going to drop to zero hit points and be unconscious. Three turns? From suffocating, yeah. You didn't get an opportunity to hold your breath. So normally you'd be able to hold your breath for four minutes, one plus your constitution modifier. Okay. But the explosion happened so fast and so suddenly that, you know, you know when someone dunks you and you didn't take a breath underwater, you're yeah. like, that's what it's like right now. You just like all of a sudden you realize you can't breathe and you're starting to cough. Okay. So you need to get out of there. All right. Um, are we? Uh, we're not able to. Not that anything would help me, but we can't cast any spells or do any actions in here, right? Uh, you sure can cast spells. Hmm. You can do any. It's your turn, like in combat. So you have an action, a move, and if you have any bonus actions that you can take, you can do them. Um, you can also turn your action into a dash and move twice. Excuse me, sorry about that. Oh, I enjoyed it. So if I'm, if I, um, hmm. Can I reach around and see if there's, uh, anything around me? Like blocks? I mean, you have you have some limited vision in front of you, about okay. five feet. Like, you can see through the fog a little bit. You don't see anything. Okay, so no. You can flail about. You don't feel anything either. Okay. So no big rocks or objects or anything. Um, hmm. And there's a ringing in your ears. And you're blinded and deafened. Okay. I really want to light something. I have a light cantrip now that I can light stuff up with. But if there's nothing to touch, it's a it's a smoke and rock particulate. So you could probably cast light, but it won't. You won't be able to cut through the thick fog from the explosion. Right. Which happened mere seconds ago. Okay, in a desperate attempt to... Um, uh, you actually still have dark vision, by the way. You cast it on yourself last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still on, isn't it's it? It's eight hours. You still have dark vision. The reason you can't see is because of the, the, the smog in the room, not because of your inability to see. All right. I would like to, in an effort to kind of create a flare, and the idea here is to catch the attention of any of the other party members with it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to send a fire bolt into the sky or directly above me. Okay. Not forward or any. I don't want to hit anybody by accident, so I just want to sh- fire it straight up. Okay. Um. So I'm going to do that. All right. That's the first thing I'm going to do. So there it goes. 
All right, so you fire it. Uh, no need to roll an attack roll or anything like that. Uh, right. It, the, it, there's a small illumination that you can see. It sort of cuts through the fog, and the ceiling isn't very high up from here. Yeah. Maybe about 30 feet, so it shoots up, hits the wall, and... Just dissipates. You just see the light go out. You don't really see where it hits or anything like that. You just see sort of like a little fireworks through the fog, and then it goes out. Okay. Uh, I would like now to move, and I'll mm-hmm. move... Oh, jeez. If I don't really know where I am. You remember from before that you saw Hope get hit and blasted on the wall to the south, and you yeah. remember that the exit is to the south... East. Southeast, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember this now because we came in the bottom and then kind of went up a little and then I got blown back. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to, to to travel as far as I'm able on a turn southeast. Okay. So you can move your character. Once a move is laid in, it's done. You have six squares of movement for 30 feet. All right. So let me get the ruler out. Um, okay. So I'm going to go. You say 30 feet, so right there. So I'm going to move right there. Whoops, well, let me move him. Yeah, hey, switch it back to the movement. Oh, it's hitting a wall. It won't let me move any further yep. than that. Yeah, that means there's a wall there. So you, you reach out, you move ten, you move 15 feet, and uh-huh. you see a wall. Okay, all right. You sort of, your hands go out, and you're like, oh, I feel the wall here. Uh, as a... As a bonus thing to do, I'm just going to yell, Varel Stanley! That's it. Okay. You want to finish up your movement? Oh, can I keep moving? Yeah, 40 feet of movement. You've moved 15 feet. Or uh, 30, you have 30 feet. 30, you move, 30 three feet. more squares. All you right. can move three more squares. Um, There. One, two, I go one far more enough for three. One more? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. And you, all right. Uh, let's get. Uh, thank you very much. We'll be. We'll return to you in okay. shortly. All right. John is re- Stanley is returning to the call. Hello, Stanley. So now Hope Hello. is now within Varel's possession. You you surrendered him over easily. He ran past you, open hand, and has proceeded farther along, uh, in the same direction you were heading. Okay. Uh, I am going to continue with my movement, hugging mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, ten. Man, this is so hard to see. Let me zoom in. Uh, now you're on the space with. Uh, can't be on the same space as Varel. Uh, let me throw. But uh, let's get you. Pharrell. You can go around. Just go to your left. That was ten. Mm-hmm. And that's the wall above me. Mm-hmm. You feel a wall uh, to your left. That's the way we came in. Fifteen. Twenty. Twenty-five. Uh, my camera up because I'm super zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this path leads... There's a, you feel the wall to your left as you continue along. Uh, okay. What was that? 25? That's You're at 30 now, I believe. Oh, that's 30? Okay. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Yeah. So you've used your move. Now you can use a dash action to move twice. The air, as you head this direction, begins to thin out. Okay. I'll keep moving. You can't quite breathe yet, but it feels like a positive direction. Okay. Um. 
that was that was another five right there mm -hmm. right yep. Yep. sorry i'm trying to think and keep numbers in my head and it's it's difficult turns um, are six seconds I'll, i'm counting for you okay so eh, now that's uh, yeah, so there's a there's a, there's a small climb of about five feet to get up to the ledge okay if you go any further which will use up, you know, if it's five feet, it'll use up a full turn, a full two of your moves to get up there. That's fine. And then, am I on the ledge now? So this is me. You will say that, like, ledge. yeah, you will say you will notice that the smoke up higher seems thicker than the smoke below. It seems safer to your left. Oh. Okay. Uh. Then I'll keep going that way. Then I won't climb. Okay. Up. So you exit out. You exit out of this thick fog into a small area where you can start to see again, and um, you notice there's like a, a pocket of breathable air here uh, as uh, you open up into that area. So now I can see. I you can, can see in dim light with your dark vision. Yeah, you can begin breathing again. Um, you still can't that, hear anything. Is that all of my movement, or do I get any more movement at this point? You still have movement. You, you used. Uh, you have 20 more feet remaining. Uh, but I can take a big breath here so that if I go up, I theoretically have more breath that I can hold, right? Yeah, you can hold your breath. You can take a big breath and hold your breath for one plus your constitution modifier of minutes. Okay. Then That's that a long time in turns, yeah. So I will move... Uh, let, let me know. As, uh, so what I would do is I would move this way, and as soon as I started to get to smoke again, I mm -hmm. would hold my breath at that point yeah up the ramp basically there's a ramp before you that you can see where your vision again will be reduced and you'll begin being smoke 15 20 right there mm -hmm. yeah and am i still in the pocket or am i now in smoke No, you're now in smoke okay so your vision's reduced again and now i have uh two minutes of holding my breath because I have constitution modifier of one, so two yep, minutes. Yeah, so you have total. two minutes, so about twenty turns at this point. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, right. If I can't see, then that will be my full turn. Then. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. Now uh, you're up. Stanley has run past you. This shadowy figure has run past you. Cool. I would like to, and he's moved to your uh, to your left. You saw his form move to the left as he moved past you. All right. Well, he's been better in the dark than I in the past, so I would uh, follow him unless he's going too slow. Yep. Sorry. To uh, left, if you're facing east, it would be up on the map that we're looking at. Yeah. Right. So he's taking that upper passage from when we entered. Mm hmm. Well, you surmise. Cool. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So I'm making my way. Hitting that that bend. Okay, so there's a wall in front of you as you head there. It'll cost double your movement to climb up in that direction. Oh, this is that ledge? Yeah. There's a ledge to climb up there. Okay. Well, um, you, do, I mean, you do notice that the smoke up there is thicker than the smoke below. Well, we just, we just walked through here, too, and I remember that there is an up and around area as well. Mm -hmm. But you'd you'd be aware that the smoke like it would be it's it's safer closer to the ground in enclosed spaces filled with smoke. The smoke rises and the dust rises. 
Yes, but this is the way Stanley went. Stanley. Well, I mean, you saw his form leave to the left. You didn't. You can't track his complete movement. Gotcha. Your vision is severely reduced. Okay. Um. It's also going to be challenging. I think you'd have to throw hope up. And remember, she's got one more turn before she suffocates. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you do happen to notice the path along the bottom. The path goes the same spot. So we would be running uphill this whole time, right? Uh, no, there's a small, uh, there, there, there's a cliff up on the right. And then there's a lower path on the left, along the wall on the left. Like to the west, I should say. But she's going to so, suffocate in one round no matter what, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah. But you do notice that perhaps continuing on in the lower path may yield positive results. May. It would be safer It would be safer than above, given your look at the situation where the, as you sort of peer up quickly, you glance up and see that the smoke is quite thick up above versus down below where it's, there's a little more clearance for your vision to the left. Okay. I don't, I don't trust DM Maze, though. But I'll, I'll go with it. All right, so let's continue okay. along that wall. So four? Uh, so you be moved 20. one, uh, five, 10, 15, 20, you're at 25. Okay, 25. 30. All right, and as you move into this area, you stop for a second and your vision returns to you as you can sort of see smoke billing around and you find a pocket of breathable air. And your vision is restored for now, although you do see smoke billowing around you. You have the dark vision. Gotcha. Um, and you have a pocket of breathable air. Hope uh, hope is now restored to safety. Cool, she's, of, she's breathing. Yeah, but she can't breathe. Like, she can't... <gasps> hold her breath like you can so she won't survive long in any situation involving air that's unbreathable and there's smoke billowing all around you there's just a sort of pocket of pocket of unaffected air over here gotcha gotcha uh is so we're moving in continuous you see movement at the top of the incline stanley's form moving into the smoke again as he continues on up the path Okay. Uh, since we are in continuous movement, if I were to run into the smoke, would I still be in motion? Or would it be mechanically better for me to take a break here and do a full run into the smoke? On the Yeah, if you turn? run back into the smoke right now with Hope and Toe, Hope will continue to suffer as though she remained in it. Okay, cool. So it's worth taking a break here. Yeah. All right. So I will, uh, I'll, I'll advance a little bit. So I'm still in the pocket on that edge. Uh, that hope i will take my deep breath for for my big uh, 15 minute or and i will look back for nash okay well, let's do nash next we'll see you in a second scott i'm back all right so you're up against the wall right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't hear. Your ears are still ringing. And there's smoke all around you. And you have uh, basically two turns left before you drop from uh, suffocation. Okay. 
Um, this turn and your next turn, and then you drop to zero and start suffocating and potentially die. I don't like any of that. Um, okay, and I've, I, I, I can't hear anybody or anything, right? I'm still deafened. You're, you're, you hear ringing in your ears, so you can't really make out any noise. Okay, so I'm still dealing with that. Um, well, I'm going to attempt some more movement. Um, okay, it's 10 feet. Yeah, you find an opening, and the walls become different. They're less, uh, you know, brick and more just the cavern rock that you recognize from the entrance. Okay. You're at 20 feet. Um, nope, it's a wall down there. Okay. Can I go this way? Yeah. Is that 30 yet? That's uh, 25. That's 30. You're at 30 feet. Now you can continue to move if you like. You should use a dash action and continue running. Let's do it. All right. Um, I guess that gives me another 30, or what does it give me? Another 30. Okay. Yep. So there's a wall, there's a uh, incline up there. It's yeah. about five feet. It costs you W movement to go up there. The one thing you do notice is that the smoke up there is thicker. Than down below. Oh, that's in fact a... the way the way north on your map uh, looks clean, like looks clear. Staying so you know on some level that smoke rises, so it's always safer to lay close to the ground where there's more likely to be breathable air. Yeah. Than up top, up top looks looks thick with smoke. The bottom looks like you almost have a little bit more clearance to see a little bit farther. Okay. So moving north seems to be the way to go. All right, I'm gonna do that. How much? Movement do I have left? Move to go back. Um, so I believe you have 20 feet. Yeah. All right. right. And there. All right. So you it. clear the smoke. Just give me a moment. Okay. And your vision returns as you enter into a pocket of air. Oh. Um, oh. It appears breathable. Yeah. I can see some see, people. <laughs> you see Varel and Hope uh, in the incline resting in this area where the smoke doesn't seem to have filled up uh, and you're able to take some breaths. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get Kyle back on. Okay. Kyle? Big K. Okay, Nash appears from the fog behind you. It's to the south. How's he looking? Uh, he looks confused. <laughs> <laughs> he seems okay. He seems to like have had okay time breathing. Not okay time breathing, but he doesn't seem to be close to, to suffocation. Is what I meant. Nash, are you okay? Bro! You can't hear this. Oh, I can't hear it? You can't hear him. I'm going to still yell his name, even though I don't hear him. Yeah. I'm going to go, Varel! Can he hear me? Yes. Oh, well, I shouldn't be explaining that. You say Varel. Varel. Varel! Stanley! Anyone! I, I will I will say multiple words to Nash, but grab the sword and pass it to him to hold. The great sword? Yes. Mossstorm? Okay. So Mossstorm is with... Uh, some pomp and circumstance of which he cannot understand and my mouth moving, I will hold the sword out to him and then kind of heave hope a little bit. Is it a, is the sharp end pointing toward me or the dull, the handle? No, it's a, so uh, blade down diagonal with the handle. It's a big old two hander handle. So most of the handle is facing towards you. Oh, okay. I'm, I would like to reach out and grab that. (laughs) Okay. You take the storm. As soon as you hold it, I let go and I switch Hope around to a full baby carry and look her in the face. Come on, Hope. Come on. And start bending down, getting ready for my big barbarian run. Okay. 
perfect. Uh, one second. We get John to join in. Hold on. Nash says something. Can Nash say a thing? It's not inconsequential. Can I just say it? Oh. Uh, go ahead. I can't tell what you're saying. I can't hear. That's all. All right. So, uh, Stanley, you, you sort of notice activity behind you as you continue to move along. But before you take your turn, uh, it appears that Varel, Nash, and Hope have taken up a bit of a resting they're stopping for conversation and resting in this pocket of air. So if you wanted to continue on, you can, but I just wanted to provide you with the opportunity to turn around and also mime your responses. Okay. Um, yeah, if, they're, if they've all made it to the pocket, I would turn around and head back into the pocket. Okay, perfect. Now, Varel, you can see Varel's mouth moving at Nash, and Nash is also saying stuff, but kind of looks like they can hear each other, but you can't really tell. I would just, as soon as any of them looked at me, I'd just shake my head and point to the ear. Hmm. All right, let's have everyone make a constitution check. Who's deafened, please? Okay. Nine. <laughs> Got those sensitive elf ears. 21. Okay. Uh, Nash, your ears pop a little bit. Okay. And you kind of do like a, your jaw. Yeah. And you're... Every, Everyone else, except for Stanley and Hope. Okay, so just Varel. Here's a loud like crack <laughs> from from your skull, and like all of a sudden you can hear a little better again. Okay, noise starts to to resurface, and then you can you can gently hear Varel's voice. Okay, it's like those movies when a flashbang goes off and someone slowly yeah. comes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Varel. Come on, Hope. Come on. And I'm crouching down. I would like to rush over there to where he's crouching. Like there. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're no longer doing the turn orders now, so you can we okay. can. So take they're a few all gathered around uh, Hope. Can I tell what's wrong with her? Is it is she uh, so yeah, you take a you take a look at Hope and she her uh, there's a giant blackened burn mark along her chest and you see it's riddled with maybe a couple of hundred pieces of shrapnel sticking from in her neck and her face all the way uh, down her chest and down her leg. There's, there's burn marks, there's scarring, there's shrapnel in her face. She's lying completely limp. Uh, her left horn appears to have snapped off and isn't there. What did she do? It's also a larger, more concentrated mark, like where her solar plexus would be, where the rocket would have hit, and it's 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 blackened and there's like blacks and reds and purples from skin melting with flesh, melting with fiery melted goo and now, gunpowder. Obviously, she's not in a good way, but is does she still seem stable from? The spare she's, the dying that was cast on her, or does she, she is stable? Much? She doesn't. She she appears to be breathing normally currently, and okay. doesn't suffocated in the fog. Her constitution is is it one hope? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so she can her, she can only last one turn in the because she's unconscious. She can't hold her breath for one plus her constitution modifier, so she can only last one round. In unbreathable air before dropping to zero and and, die, and going unconscious but because she's already unconscious she will just get an automatic death fail each turn she's in there till she's completely dead 
Forever. I don't like how this is going. <laughs> Forever, just to throw that on there. Yeah, just nice. to emphasize the danger that you're in. In case there was any doubt, it's uh, it's forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh. Diantalis is going to give control over to Stanley. All right, that'll take a few minutes. I hold up. Uh, everybody, pause. Finger. Okay. You go into some <laughs> sort of meditative stance. Do your eyes like uh, whip about? Hold on, like? mate. You're really gonna go like that? Like, yeah. hold on a second. <laughs> One minute. Need need a minute. Need a moment. Uh. His eyes just close. He looks meditative for a moment. Okay. While Stanley is uh, meditating, Varel and Nash, you hear coughing come from the area you came from. (coughs) 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 Several voices. (coughs) Here, move, move. (coughs) Get out. (coughs) Sorry, I will. I I was ready to run, but now. Stanley's got some sort of plan, and I know that he's got healing magic I've seen in the past. So I'm going to gently lower down Hope onto the ground. Uh, as long as she's still breathing. She's still breathing regularly, she's right? still breathing. You're in this pocket. You're in this, uh, this very fortunate pocket of air where the smoke hasn't filled up down below. It's It won't last forever, Yeah, but you have time. All right, I, I will turn uh, to Nash and say basically that this air won't last Remain calm. And I grab the sword from him and start making my way around the edge. So if anyone walks around that corner, sword to the gut. Okay, perfect. So a few seconds ago, oh, you're moving your dude, sorry. (laughs) So so to right there. And just, you know, sword kind of at my chest, back against the wall, face turned sideways and just watching for anything coming around. All right, and you watch for one second. Two seconds, three seconds, four, and then a shape, a silhouette seems to stumble through the fog, and it's <coughs> it's clutching the wall. <coughs> and as it gets closer, part of the silhouette, you see little toe earrings, <coughs> and the silhouette gets closer, gets closer, and swing into it. All right, make an attack roll. Reckless attack. 17. It's a hit. With my new Maw Storm. Awesome. Maw Storm. 14 points of damage. Okay. And you so the, the, the Toe Ripper <coughs> looks up at you. His eyes goes wide. Before he even has a chance to say a single word, the great two-handed sword cleaves his head from his shoulders in twain. And then it gets stuck into the into the into the rock and makes a, like a spark as blood sprays everywhere and the two body parts tumble to the ground quickly. And now there's a body down at the, uh, on the ground. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. I would like to uh, with so if that was an action and I have a movement after it, I would like to dash over here uh, across. So there's another little alcove across from where I just got that guy. So anyone coming around who would be like, well, I'm dead body. I'd now be behind them. Okay. 
Is anyone uh, Nash? You want in on any of this? Um, yeah, I'm gonna back him up and just kind of get here behind, kind of right around where that guy was just killed. So keep in mind that Varel, your vision is going to be limited in there. Okay, because that's yeah. back into the smoke. Cool, but I'm all but breathed up. You're breathed up. You have 15 minutes of air, so air is not a concern for you anymore. But your vision in the smoke is severely reduced. Now she can't really see around the corner too well. Okay. Um, so that's just, that's an area where there there is uh, heavy smoke. So if you're going to stand there, your vision's going to be reduced. Right. I really want to do. I, I, all my brain wants to do here, uh, and I say to Varel, I, 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 I wish there was a way to cave this in, block them in. They'll die in there. We don't have to fight. You hear a little click behind you, and you look back and you see that uh, Hope is like muscle memory. She has the rocket launcher still in her hand, and she's like pulling the trigger, like click, click, click. But there's no rocket in the rocket launcher. Thank goodness. Gosh dang it. She's, she's sort of squeezing the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stanley, let's make, a, let's make a constitution save. Nine. Still can't hear. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, Varel uh, and Nash, you, you set up. Are you reading any actions there, Mr. Nash? You want to cave in something? I do, but I don't know what to use. Everything's dangerous. Um, I, you know, I can do thunder wave. Although I just got rid of freaking—I forgot what it was called—but the other one that does like earth shaking. Or I forgot what it's called. It's basically an earthquake spell. Tremble. I mean, you have a fireball. Yeah, but a fireball is not an, a rocket explosion. It won't have the same. It'll make more smoke probably, but it won't. It's not the same as, like, ballistic weaponry. Okay. Um, All right, whatever. You can just wait. You're ready. I'm asking you if you're ready. I'm going to so ready. Let, I'm got for, my, I got my new ball in my hand. Okay? Yeah. And it's just going, just ready to be used. I'm holding it there in my left hand, and I'm, I'm just going to tighten on that and, and, and watch Varel's back, basically. And I really can't see beyond him, so I'm just going to stand there. Okay. So you both stand there holding your breath patiently as Stanley does his ritual. And you, you, see, you hear, <coughs> move, move. <coughs> and you see a couple of men now, a couple of figures walking in. And then Nash, <coughs> you see one look at the corpse down below and go, oh, what? And then he looks up at you, his eyes wide. Yeah. That's my cue. <laughs> and you, you can hear this. You can't really see him, although you have a sense maybe through the fog of where he is. But you'll have to use your... You have to use your player intuition to find him. Varel All right, will. some reactions. Let's go, Varel Nash. All right. Well, Varel's right. Where is where is he in proximity? I guess I can see. Is that better vision? Oh, I mean, no, you I... can you know above you that you have Hope and Stanley. Right. <coughs> um. So there's one in front of you now. Is that them coughing or you? That was actually me. <laughs> All right. Oh, my vision's less than it was now. Um. Hmm. I was going to cast my new fear spell. But if I can't see them, I can't do it. Yeah, you can see. There's a guy right five feet in front of you. Oh. Oh, I can't he, see. He rounded the corner. He looked at the corpse, looks up at you. I'm just waiting for your action. You've got a few seconds to make the, the call. What are you doing? I'm going to scare him. I'm going to use, I'm going to use fear. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use fear. 
Uh, okay. I'm going to cast fear on him. So uh, the way this works is it's self with, and up to 30 feet around me anywhere I want. Yep. Um, it lasts a minute, and I project a phantasmal, oh. sorry, phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. And it's uh, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put it just right, right there next to me. So it's a cone in front of you. Yeah, thirty foot 30 cone. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna. Okay. You have to succeed. Or uh, sorry, the, each creature within the thirty foot cone has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever it is they're holding and become frightened for the duration, which is so the full minute. Okay, and what's the phantasmal? Oh, it's it's whatever his phantasmal. Yeah, fear. and you have to okay. take. You're forced to take, or anyone you control, any NPCs have to take a dash action. If I succeed and run away to the safest available route to get out of there. Perfect. And it's a 30-foot cone in front of you. Mm-hmm. All right, so that means I have to make a couple of saves here. Okay, those all look like fails. Sweet. So all of a sudden you hear, Ah! Oh, my God, no, no! Don't! Don't come closer! No! And you hear screaming. Oh, I need to make a fourth one. Yeah, okay, so you hear four voices all of a sudden scream out, No, please don't let it touch my body! Don't let it touch me! Ah! Mommy! Mommy! Ah! And you hear yells as uh, the men who were approaching recede back into the gray fog where they came from. And you hear yelling, Ah! Quick, get away from it! It's going to kill us! Okay. And you just hear hear yelling. Mission accomplished. after, After a few minutes... The, the yelling grows more, just not a few minutes. Well, but, I wouldn't know, wait a few minutes. Oh, are you doing something? Oh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd assume they saw my amazing visage, and I would jump out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> start swinging. Oh, okay, perfect. Then jump out and start swinging. All right. There's the first guy in my face. I enter my rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and recklessly attack this first guy with a 23. Uh, it's a hit. Roll 14 damage. points of damage. All right. <laughs> Where do you sever its body? I mean, these are all like kind of these are all gut swings at yeah. the moment. Okay. All right. So your sword cleaves about halfway through the body, and it gets stuck on a spinal cord. And you can activate your moss storm. I don't know if you've seen the bonus action you can take with your moss storm that I've put in there. Yes, but I have. So yeah, if it gets stuck halfway through the body, absolutely, let's activate moss storm with a bonus action. All right, so you use your bonus action. What's the save on it again? It's a thirteen. Uh, save is thirteen. Yeah. Okay, that's a two I rolled, so it it's good. And I don't remember exactly how you you pull. It's grappled by the sword. You pull the trigger, the chainsaw starts. The the, the blades retract open, and the chain blade comes out, and you start going. And the guy goes ah. As you start sawing his spinal cord in two. Jeez. Um, you can't really see much of it, but you can feel the wetness of blood on your face and chest. Oh, but my rage would have been a bonus action. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, well. But, oh. but I can flame burst. I flame burst. <laughs> Wait, is that a bonus action? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I enter my rage, I can activate my storm aura. Oh, you get the, you get the double death. Okay, yeah. perfect. All right, so you just set him on fire instead. Still cool. Does that increase my vision <laughs> for so half cool. a second? Do I get a strobe light effect? Uh, you get what, sorry, do you get a strobe light effect? Yes, people can. You can see a glowing, intense yellow light through the fog. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Like that you you're glowing in the fog? 
further like, sissy. Yeah, you know, like uh, when you're dancing a strobe light, would I see them all fleeing for a brief moment as I flame burst out and get a lay of the land? Uh, the smoke is really thick, so okay. Uh, okay, you don't. Yeah, it's bright where you are, but it doesn't illuminate outward as the light gets blocked by the detritus in the air. Sorry, but you do see okay. you do see shadow you do see some shadows recede into the into the fog. Cool. All right. Uh, so they're screaming. They run out. You get yourself your kill. You can technically continue on. We haven't really gone into uh, turns yet. That corpse should stay there, actually. And this is a corpse now, too. So there's two corpses at your feet, Varel. Um, yeah. Cool. Then I would... Uh, so I got to kind of half in him, so kind of do a spin around him, sidestepping him around, and continue forward with my movement until I hit another guy. And you stop in your tracks, and you see the monk in front of you. He's with a rocket back. All right, and I'd attack him. Kinda, you make out two figures behind him. Okay, you attack him. Yeah. All right, let's let's do initiative now for sure. Cool. So that we have turn orders. Uh, is anyone else participating in this? Well, it'd just be Stanley, right? <laughs> I would. Oh. I didn't Spirit's know if there. I, <laughs> you're I didn't know if I should roll initiative or not, so I rolled it. Yeah. You're, okay, so let's get, let's just get everyone who's alive to roll initiative rolls. I mean, who's conscious? You're still alive, Hope. Fourteen for Nash. Okay. I I definitely wanted this to count because it's twenty five. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. All right. So, um, Stanley, um, you're now yourself again. You sort of, it's like you go through this long umbilical tube, and it's like. <laughs> And your vision comes back, and Ugh. you're now back in the world of living. All right, I would immediately uh, move down next to Hope, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at level three on her. Okay. That's... She regains 18 hit points. Jeez. Very good. Very nice. Um, so you, uh, as you cast the spell on her, I uh, hope you open your eyes. And you are an incredible amount of pain. <laughs> I'll scream real, really loud. Would, would you like to show us? No, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty effective. Yeah, you're an incredible song. amount of pain, especially on your left side. And I'll start crying. Hope, I'm sorry. We have to get going. I know it hurts, but we're in a lot of danger right now. Okay, well, we're still in combat mode, so we'll see what happens after that. Yep. That's the turn. Nash, Varel has disappeared into the fog. And you hear the sounds of death and metal. All right. And death metal. Death metal, yeah. (laughs) And death metal. I'm uh, yes. I'm gonna have a look on my face like I am continually impressed by his bravery, fortitude, and willingness to put himself on the line for the team. And now here's my turn. Um, because I don't have much in the way of vision on any of this, I don't know that hanging around there is gonna help anybody. But then again, I don't know if I can help back where Stanley and uh, I almost said where Stanley and Tucci is. What's wrong with my brain? <laughs> Stanley Tucci back um, here, healing the team. So, uh, 
I think you know what I'm going to do. I'm I am going to stay. I'm going to okay. stay here. I am going to yell. Uh, we could use Pixie Blush. This for for once, it's useful. She needs she needs to get out of pain. Does anyone have anything? I yell at Stanley. Slash. Diane Diane Talis. You're, you're you feel a slap on your cheek. Don't even joke about that, Nash. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 no, I That's just meant I, I didn't mean it to be a joke. I just meant the healing properties, and plus, I totally forgot you were there. Are you okay? <laughs> you you ask her if she's okay. Well, she was during the whole bomb thing. She, if she was there the whole time, did you get hurt in there? I asked. I'm fine. I'm fine. All right, stay low. Don't, don't. Uh, everything's everything's fine. Actually, you want to do me? Do you want to do me a I'm favor? Here. Here's my action. I want you to fly up ahead and make sure Varel's okay. Keep an eye out. Be invisible and just kind of tell me what you see. Do a little recon and come back. No, no, I, I can't. I can't. I Why? I the constitution to hold my breath. Oh, you breathe too. Damn it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was pretty rough there. I was unconscious for, for a while, but... They didn't but teach I us. Had, I guess you were taking good care of me while we were running out. They didn't teach Did us about that. you remember the, I was there no, while we were no, running out? No, I didn't. I, they didn't teach what? us about the respiratory <laughs> qualities of you, the fairy. You got a slap on your cheek. You take one point of damage. <laughs> It was crazy. Really? A you point take of a damage. point of damage. Damn. This is a punch now. Okay. It's a, it's a little, the tiny little knuckles that get in between your jaw bones. It's like, bah. Okay. Well, that puts me at 11. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, your, your respiratory system wasn't on in the library at the, in the solar mines. I don't know how fairies work. I'm not joking around. I'm just here to, to make sure everyone's okay, and I'm glad you're okay. It's what we're going to do. If anyone comes around the corner, we're going to, let's, Let's make them. Uh, what, what, what should we do? I think we can. Let's tangle them up in vines. Oh well, I don't have that. I don't have that power. Do you? You don't have any vines or plants. Well, I did, but it's not there anymore. That was my penis plant. Well, what are you, What are you gonna do? You scared those last guys pretty good. I. I mean, I could do that again, or I could. I could do. Why? Why are we having this? Con- you never talk to what me about I, this stuff. What if I tied them up in plants and then you scared them and they wanted to leave so bad they just ripped off their body parts while they're running away? Okay, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's plan on that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I uh, didn't, for else your turn. Can she really do that? Well, you guys could combo that. Well, no, I mean, can she really do the plants thing? Like she can tangle people up in vines. She has that power. They, what, they didn't have that book of the solar mines there. <laughs> <laughs> No, they didn't. As a matter of fact. Um, I mean, she says she can tangle people up in vines. Okay. I'm into this. My familiar is, well, she may not like that, but that's how she feels right now. She's my familiar. All right, that's the end of my turn. Okay. Varel. All right. I will attack the monk in front of me. Recklessly. Reckless attack. Remember, you got two attacks, right? Oh, Bunz, you're right. I forgot about that sweet action. Cool. Uh, 18 for the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I guess I'd do like a figure eight kind of double swing. Yeah. And 23 for the second attack. Okay, they both connect. Awesome. 15 points of damage and 11 points of damage. Oh, so 26 total. Okay. And then, and... I, then now with my bonus action, I okay. will engage Maw Storm. 
Okay, let me see what this does again. I forget. So, trigger can be pressed using a bonus action. Open one side of the blade, revealing a chainsaw and activating it to cause an additional 1d6 slashing damage. So that's an additional 6. Roll your 1d6. Okay. 4. 4. And dexterity saving throw of 13. What's his dex modifier? Okay, so he doesn't become grappled by the sword. Uh, so you swing, you swing the blade. He's surprised to see you there. All of a sudden, you show up in front of him with your big blade and your lizard folk face. Where do you cut him? It uh, would have been a cut across the chest, and then I would have gone heavy on the shoulder for the second attack to try to do the grapple. Okay, so you you hit him across the chest, and it sinks in, and he sort of takes, he does these sort of moves, and boom, knocks it out. But then you just repost and then sink it into his shoulder breaking his like the bone here on his shoulder and it sinks in and you attempt to just like start up the chain blade and he sort of like with these like quick cat-like reflexes just knocks the blade up cutting his hand as he knocks it up taking you know, severe damage but uh, uh, you don't fell him cool uh, I will then use my move action I know this is an attack of opportunity but I want to Batman away back into the shadows you want to Batman away back into the shadows? Okay. You will. Do you infer opportunity attack with this? However, absolutely. I don't have any. Okay. So he, he, as you attempt to go out, he attempts to punch you. Uh, will seventeen hit? Yes. Okay. Let's see. So he does seven points of damage with Bludgeon. one punch. Uh, it is bludgeoning. Cool. So I take the four. Yeah. Uh, and an additional five points of damage as he as you move out of range. He like grabs your arm, punches it, and then he spins around, provides you with a kick on your back as you w- retreat out of the shadow. I know you're back, your front, because you're pulling out Batman style. Uh, as he hits you twice on your way back into the shadows. Damn. Second attack is is that pure or anything like that, or still fire? It's bludgeoning. Yeah, he's, he's okay. has no he has no armaments using his fists to punch uh, lizard folk in his scales. So seven total, awesome. All right, yeah. and I will. Uh, and then finding my corner. Still grappling with the term "pulling out Batman style," but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark night. Yeah. There we go. There. Catwoman didn't see it coming. Okay. All right. Um... I take that back too. I gotta stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley, it's your turn. Save us. <laughs> Save us, Stanley. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, lean down and try to see if I can get Hope on her feet. Kind of say, "Are you able to stand?" Yeah, maybe. Okay, you attempt to get Hope up on her feet. Um, Hope, as you stand up, the pain gets worse and worse. No, no, put me down! Uh, your left, you, you, you can't even move your left leg. Uh-huh. You, you try to move it, and you sort of notice that there doesn't appear to be much structure to her left leg. Like, it, her leg is there, but uh-huh. she can't, like, it's her. It's like, um, like a limp balloon, almost the way it sort of flops around. I turn to the side and vomit from the pain. Yeah! 
<laughs> I love that that's what Scott is really excited. Scott's like, yeah! Yes, finally! Yeah! Let it out! It. We did it. Well, it means I can um, use a, a sound. Can I play the sound I got for barfing? Hold on, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what happens. In the mouth I've just been waiting. I've just been yeah. waiting for an excuse. That's fantastic. <laughs> now we know where the excitement came from. All right, I'm gonna say. All right, Hope. I'm gonna try to carry you out of here. I know it hurts, but it's full of smoke, and you need to be able to hold your breath. Otherwise, we're not gonna make it. Uh, and I'm gonna try and pick her up and start getting ready to move through the smoke again. Okay, action to pick her up, and then so uh, you have her over your shoulder. Are you carrying her like a, a wedding thing? Um, what's the, what's yeah, that's like just <laughs> in arms like that. I, was, I don't know. What do you call that when it's one like under the knee? metal wedding back. I've ever been to. I call through. it hero style, but sure. Hero right. style? <laughs> yeah. I think there's the a proper name for that. Way. I just don't know. The Red Butler. Oh. The Red Butler? Red not the Red Butler. The Red Butler. <laughs> the red, don't look that up. Do not look up a Red Butler. No, don't. I don't want to know what a Red Butler is. I don't want to know. All right. yeah. The Red Butler. Yeah. You know the Red Butler is going to be the new villain in this. In this oh, game. totally. Oh, that's great. I am the Red Butler. Um, all right. Red Butler style or over your shoulder. Like, What's your... How are you uh, carrying her? The Rhett Butler sounds like what I would intend. <laughs> I'll go for one Rhett Butler. <laughs> as it involves the least amount of like putting damage or stress on the body. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do that. And then as we approach the smoke, I would just say, all right, deep breath. <laughs> and then I'll do a sharp intake. Okay, um, you're able to hold your breath for one plus your constitution modifier, so that's two minutes, I suppose? Uh, three minutes. Okay, two minutes. I, I will do the same and step into the smoke. Okay, so move, and I'm taking your vision away. 15, I already had oh, it gone. Sorry. 20. Cool. Uh, Hope I'll have to remove yours as well. Wait, was that up on the ledge? Did I get moved from where I was? I never had it, so I'm not exactly sure where I was to start with. Oh, you're, well, yeah, that's the tr tr the tr trouble with moving in smoke. Well, no, but I mean down here when I wasn't in smoke, that's, that's I never had you... my vision. Oh, I never gave it to you? Oh, I'm no, sorry. so okay. I didn't even know where to start. Mm. I think I was right, over I here. Now. There you go. No, I can't see anything. Why the... oh, I give it back to Hope, not you. There you go. Okay, there we go. Now I got a rough idea. And so the, the smoke kind of starts right around there, right? You're, you're in it at oh, the top okay. of that incline. Yep. Okay, so I was probably there. So that's 5, 10, 15, no, 20, 25, 30. And then there was the action to pick her up. So that's the full movement. Okay, I'm just going to move you home because it's going to be hard to okay. navigate. Yeah, you're, you're with Stanley. Okay, uh, Nash, uh, you see Stanley and Hope sort of you see Stanley pick her up, and then they run into the they run up the hill, and into the smoke and disappear from your view. Okay, yeah, I I see nothing because I'm not seeing it on the map, but like you can see behind you in that pocket of air. I can see over there, like before when I yeah. was there before. Yeah, yeah, okay. you can see them leaving just just to your north a little bit. So they've gone south of me, then they've gone north of you, north of me. Okay, well I would like to go north with them. I'm not hanging around here. Okay, so we're gonna go. 
Whoops, that's, what is that? Sorry. How many feet have I gone? That's 30, right? Uh-huh. 30, yeah. Yeah, so now you're up here, you're back in the smoke. So yep, I can see Stanley, this. sort of, in front of me. All right, mm -hmm. my goal, my my thing is to just follow them. Okay, perfect. Uh, oh. Varel, your turn. You hear, you hear uh, Nash walk away from the location he was previously sort of waiting at. Okay. And the footsteps of Stanley and Hope. And you overheard, you know, let's go, them talking. You could hear it. It's not very far. Did uh did the monk advance during you, that time? You can't you can't see him. Okay, there was no You you moved out of vision range, so you don't know what his what he's doing. Alright, I'll in my rage whisper under my breath, cowards use what I know to be a another path, at least from what I remember some time mm -hmm. ago, behind me, and start making my way to the exit as well at top speed. Kind of, okay. you know, sword sword on the shoulder, hand just dragging along the wall, trying to mm -hmm. maintain a good pace. Okay. Uh, and I will, if anywhere during this walk here, if the smoke clears for a moment, I'll use my bonus action flame burst to get some sight for a brief moment. Okay, so you want to use it here for a brief moment, flame burst? Well, like a like a reaction, because I know there's too much smoke to see and to get anything out of the flame mm -hmm. burst, but well, while I'm still in my rage. Can illuminate a little bit? Okay. There. Yeah. Okay, cool. So flame burst right there, and I get to see a little ledge in front of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can climb up. It's about five feet. It'll take you ten feet of movement to get up top. Cool. Do you want me to roll for it? Is it or is it just good? No, no, you can climb up. Yeah, you have. Uh, it's only it's only a five foot ledge. That's. I mean, I do climb. have strength advantage the, while in a range. Roll. Let, let's let's see a roll. Maybe you'll maybe you'll jump it in a single bound. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, Twenty three. Okay, that sounds like a jump worthy number to me. Uh, you won't you you won't suffer any ter difficult terrain going up. You'll just take a single leap, and like grab onto the edge, but like. Like dog-like, you'll bring your hind legs up immediately to the ledge and then jump up over top and just clear it pretty easily. Yeah, do the old one-handed legs on the side kind of... Yeah. Excellent. You eat ledges and like I that will... for breakfast. That was one, two, three, four, five. Bonus Sweet. action. So five was 25, so I'm, I'm booking still. Yep. You have 15 feet on this move. Three more squares. All right. And if you cash that in, you'll get another eight. Cool, I'll cash. For a dash. Okay, as you enter into this room, your vision returns and the smoke. Uh, is, there's still a presence of smoke and detritus in the air, but it's cleared up in this sort of area. You walk in and you see Bachbein goes, nah, 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 nah. I'm very concerned. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> big, big blowy, big blowy friend. I will, uh... Friend okay? Bok Bok, we are under attack in Goblin. And I will motion to the stalagmite, spin behind it, sword back up at my chest, and motion Bok Bok to get at my legs. So we're both hidden for anything that comes around the corner. Okay, Bok Bok understand. Bok Bok hide here. We fresh. Bok Bok, prepare your berries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> berry, berry! And he takes out... Uh, a berry, and he holds it up to you from his loincloth. 
and then, and then as we wait. And I'm not ready in action because I want to process who's coming at me first. Okay, so he sees you won't take it, so he reaches as high as he can in one of your scales and just drops it, like wedges it into a scale for you for, for later. Really? <laughs> Some armpit berries for later. Yeah, and he keeps taking out more and he puts a little berry. And he drops about 10 berries in different parts of your scales. Perfect. Oh, wait, you're over here. Sorry. He's sort of decorating you with berries since you asked him quietly, though. Um, Stanley, your turn. All right. Going to continue to try to move through this. It's 5, 10, 15, 20. For people listening at home, we're physically moving in a space. You just can't 30. see it. Just for anyone at home who may be confused about how that 35, works. 35, 40, 45, 50. 55, 60. Right, you make a mad dash down the cavern, and then your vision starts to open up as the smoke. It's still, still smoky in the air, but it's breathable, and definitely your vision is improving, especially with your dark vision. So you see an empty room with a stalagmite in front of it. Great. Uh, that's. I think that's all I can do. That's it for me. Okay, Nash. All right. Um... You hear Stanley uh, sort of grunting a little bit with effort as he carries hope. Uh, proceed farther down the cavern to the west. To, to, uh, should in I front have, of you to the west. Should I have any vision here? To the east. East, sorry. Do no, I have... you're, you're, as you're back up on the hill, it's covered in smoke. Okay. Rock particulate. I'm going to try to make my way. There's a wall. At 30 right there? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I would like to... You can use a dash action to double down on your move. Well, they're not that far ahead of me, I don't think. I, I just kind of want to stay within distance of them. Um, it, so nobody's... Everyone's in front of me, right? Where's Varel right now, physically? Well, you can't see. Oh, shit. But do I have so an idea know. that he's in front of me or behind me? You have no idea where he is. Well, never mind. I'm not going to do the thing I was going to do. <laughs> Enlarge. It'll be like a. It'll be back to episode one again. Um. Yeah, that's it. I'm just gonna try to follow my way through. Okay, perfect. Um, so we're actually can move off of this. Uh, so Nash, if you want to keep running in the same direction you're running, you can. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, and about ten seconds later, uh, you. I'm just gonna move you, Stanley, and Hope up into this room. We're no longer doing turns. Combat rounds, you're, you're in open space. Nash, you continue down the hall and moving your dude. And uh, you also open up into a larger space where you can see. Okay. okay. Does everyone have their vision back? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, again, there is smoke. There is, uh, you know, rock particularly in the air. It tastes chalky. It is difficult to see, but you're able to see your normal vision length in this open area. You do hear coughing and like grunts of instruction coming, echoing down the cavern. We need to get her to help as soon as possible. We need to get going. I, I have an idea. Hear me out. <laughs> uh, I can now create a giant ball of fire and send it behind us in this hallway. It has the danger of alerting them to our specific location, but it could wipe anyone out who might be following us closely. 
but I don't want to do this with some team decision. Around my stalagmite and be like, get in cover. Don't talk in the open. Stanley, come here. All right, I'm going to come over there. Move over by Blackbot. Yeah. Were you dropping Hope's body? I'm still carrying her. Yeah. As Stanley walks by, my sword in my hands, I will tilt my body and pour the berries into Hope's lap. You pour the berries into her lap? I try to pick it up with my free left hand. You can't move your left hand. Lap berries. You move your left hand and you scream out in pain. It falls It falls off to the side. Oh, no, it's your left hand. Yeah, your left hand would be out. It falls off. No, that's your right hand. Your left hand would actually be close to Stanley, so it's nestled in. But you go to try to move it, mm-hmm. and each touch of it, each every time Stanley's moving, it causes you excruciating pain. <laughs> Nash, I don't give a damn what you do. We need to get her out of here now. The only question is, where are we taking her? I don't think the hotel's safe. We either need to get her to the doctor or to Monsoon. Can we kill them? I can survive this. Hope is a warrior, and she is correct. <laughs> we fight them here. We end them now in this cave. As they walk out of the darkness. Nash, your fireball will be perfect. I will attack after. Take- Stanley, yeah. if you do not have the balls to fight, <laughs> then you can run with Hope and get her to that doctor. <laughs> well, Stanley, what is it? Uh, can I do a check on just how much pain is Hope in? Does, does she I'm seem like she's going to be okay? You can perform a medicine check if you'd like to inspect uh, her sure. body. Ugh, it sounds gross, but in a medical uh, way, I mean. 18. Okay. Um, so you'd have to put her down just to give her... You got the shotgun. You just got to take me no, up no, there. You have to put her down on the ground. I'm going to prop her up against this wall here <gasps> so that should we decide to fight, maybe she could sit there and shoot at something. I don't know. Sorry, Hope. Okay. We're going to have to put you down. Yep. Sorry. It's bad. <laughs> it's real okay. bad. Good run, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Gone late. Um, never so, try it again. Yeah. So there are, there are a hundred... Um, or so, hundreds of pieces of metal peppered in through her chest area. There's burning, burn marks. They'll definitely be scarring. There's a cut across her face, across her left eye. The horn is broken off. There's blood dripping still from the opening, um, a small amount. And in particular, her left side seems to bother her more than the right side. And she hasn't been able to move her left arm or left leg at all. Where you've noticed there's been some movement in the right arm. There's some responsiveness there. When you go to to like tap on the knee on the, the left one, this doesn't she doesn't seem to respond to it. Hope, are you sure you want us to finish this? Kill them. All right. <laughs> I turn around. I draw uh, diplomacy, and I go over here and stand next to everybody else. Then okay. let us end it. So you st- you start to hear coughing, and you see the huddled figures of 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 humanoid shapes walking uh, through the smoke on the left side. Move over here, actually. <laughs> did, did did Nash ever respond to the get in cover demand? I did. Yeah, I moved back. Yeah, you, I'm down moved. there. I'm down there next to you. You moved. Oh, he's, he moved. 
<laughs> he's, he's not in cover at all, but it's fine. Oh, I thought I was. Oh, because of this tunnel. It's the one we're worried about. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, I'm blind in this thing. Let me... But it might be alright. You see the huddled... You see figures in the smoke and you hear coughing coming from the left tunnel. Alright, well... I'm... Fireball time, as you uh, said. It's fireball time. Yep. I'm gonna go, Take this, you bastards! Or do we need an, do we need initiative or can this be... Can I do this? Let's do this. Okay. Yep. Alright. I would like to fire that bastard down that hallway. Okay. And... Can you, uh, on the map... Just yeah. point to where you want to shoot it because you have to pick a point, I believe, that you can see. I can within. see up to here. This is where I want to aim, right there. You see that? You pick a point within 150 feet, and then it's a sphere of 20 feet where it does the damage. Yeah, this is where I want it. Uh, so, sorry, ping it one more time. Okay, perfect. Right there. And you're able to. Uh, let me just. Get the I have line of sight. Sure I think, don't I? I think so. I'm 100% sure. I'm just going to verify it because that's DM things. It's all it's all good. You have line of sight. Okay. Awesome. 40 feet out. I'm going okay. to fire it there and anything within there uh, hold on needs to I haven't used this yet so I gotta um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, each creature in 20 foot radius that dexterity dexterity saving throw is what you gotta do okay uh, dexterity what's the difficulty dex 15 dex 15 for all these characters yeah oh, okay for everybody right, so while I roll these why don't you describe for our listeners at home what your first fire real all right first <laughs> true what does the casting do? Does it involve your arcane focus? Like, what do you? What does it look like when you fire this? All right, I want you guys to imagine the following, okay? I stand. I get up. It gets really weird around me. I put my feet, like, kind of far apart from each other, and I go, shpoom, shpoom, and I go, like this with my hands, and it just kind of like, and there's no fire yet, but my, my, my robe is kind of flapping as if there's wind, but there is none. And my eyes going, turning bright red. And I'm looking down that hallway and I go, I put my hands out like this. And uh, I don't make the farting sound. It's just all I can think of right then. And then out from my hand comes this uh, horrible, just this, flies down the hallway and uh, away from me. And and, uh, it's, it's such a big glowing nightmare that everybody's afraid, even if you're not. Even I'm afraid about how cool it looked. Perfect. That was beautiful. Um, all right, just moving down to the back. All right, so you shoot the fireball out. Uh, they make. Uh, I made the deck saves. All of them, but one saves. Uh, oh, sorry, no, sorry. One of them saves. The rest take the full damage. So roll your. Is it eight d six? It is eight d. Oh wait. Sorry, I thought I had this. Yeah, eight d six. So here you go. Ready? Yeah. It's gonna be good. So excited to use this. Okay, eight d six. Here we go. Uh, that is a total of 20. Okay, so the fireball... Uh, you rolled 20? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you shoot the fireball down the hallway, and it careens, lighting up everything in its path, and then this giant orb of flaming, like, you're, it looks like a mini sun, just fires down the hallway and connects with, as you see for the first time, 
since she went to the cave, Blunk Oliver, and he goes, Oh no! And <laughs> 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 the firewall is like, shoot. And this, uh, the whole column is bathed in flame. You can't see nothing but flames. Um, and then you uh, very quickly thereafter, you hear the cries of, as the uh, monk is the first to run out very quickly on fire. And he runs out, trips, falls over as his scorched black and body hits the ground and just sort of writhes in pain on fire on the ground. It sort of tries to climb or so closer to you to try and fight you. And there's a giant column of fire behind him. And the next to stumble out is, is uh, there's a cloaked man that's with him, also on fire. And he goes, ah! As he melts and he looks at his hands, he goes, ah, why, why? Ah, because I can. <laughs> I don't actually hear that. I just think that's fun to say. And then, following uh, thereafter, the, the the explosion as quick as it explodes, the the fire <laughs> sucks up out uh, out of existence from the magic that was created, and you see Blunk Oliver in the hallway, room filled still with the sm- still very smoky, very chalky in the air. And he's sitting next to the wall going, ah. But it doesn't appear very severely damaged. He's hurt, though. Clearly hurt. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't appear to be on fire. And he, he's hurt. He can't walk. His his legs are like stumpy little tails. They don't really have feet on them. So he's just kind of sitting next to the wall going, ah. All right. Breathing. His two assistants appear to be dead, though. Sweet. And then I say, "So the monk would die here." You, what does what does Emilio Estevez say at the end of Young Guns when he shoots what's the name in the head? It's not you got well, served. I haven't seen Young Guns in so long. It's like you got <laughs> served, but it's something else. You're you. I got I got you. No, I don't know what it is. It's some kind of thing. He says, "You're you. Tag, you're it. You're tag. You're yeah. Sure. I whatever it is." Let's say we don't know what it is, but I yell something that's super awesome, like one-liner Schwarzenegger style, after doing that. Okay. And thus roll. endeth the, the turn. Roll an intimidation check. Oh, my lord. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> Your cool guy phrase is going to be tested. Well, if you'd actually have said something, we could all evaluate it, but because you're just saying that you said something, we'll, we'll have to let the dice decide. Fair enough. Plus four, so that's 23. Damn, that's pretty cool. Oh, you said something very clever. If we all knew what it was, we we, we would be... You're impressed. Wow. Ash, mm. I have never known you to be so witty. <laughs> well, I learned from the best, Stanley. <laughs> Glorious, Nash. Take his head. He's still alive. <laughs> we should talk to him first. <laughs> Get some information, then take his head. I would like to uh, do a, so I, I will poke out from around my uh, stalagmite. I'd like to do a, I guess it'd be a medicine, but survival is what comes to mind to make sure they're actually dead. These two, I don't trust them. Mm, okay, let's do survival. Cool. 19. Okay, so you peer around the corner and try and look at them. They're both, uh, bodies are fairly charbroiled in terms of lots of blackened burn spots on them. Uh, the fireball has pretty much annihilated their epidermises for the most part in the direction that they would be facing them. Uh, the bodies lie motionless. 
except for the fire that you know their clothes are still burning and you can smell smell of meat cooking I would like to start approaching where he would be, and as I walk past each of the bodies, I'll just give it a little stick in the head with diplomacy. Okay. <laughs> you poke the head and so it just... gives like a lifeless inanimate object would. Thunk. Thunk. Oh, you're stabbing them. Okay. Yep. And then... uh, you have to stab them in the ear because the skull is actually hard to pierce with the sword, but there's less bone around the ear, so you can. That sounds fine. Yeah. Cool. Uh. I'm going to approach Luck uh, <laughs> Oliver. He looks at you and he goes, <sighs> And what are funny. your last words, Blunk Oliver? Please, please, do not, do not kill me. Why? Because I had sex with your mother last night. Now I'm your dad. I stab him with the <laughs> right in the chest. Don't kill your dad. <laughs> and I leave the blade in. What a dick. Okay. He's such a dick. I try to roll with your attack dice. Don't kill your dad. Such a dick. It's the episode title I'm voting dad's for. pretty good. Uh, 17 plus 7 to hit. Okay. So where are you stabbing him exactly? Uh, around where the heart would be. Okay. Roll your damage dice. Uh, that would be 12 damage. All right. So you slide the, you stab him in the chest with, with anger at his crude joke. I leave the blade and there. Goes, uh, 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 and uh, then if I still have action, I cast heat metal on the blade. Okay. The metal heats up. You start to see smoke coming from the hole where you've stabbed him. What is the damage? You can... Uh, 15 damage. Okay. And he goes... And until he's his, dead, I continue to let it flare. His his, his eyes, kind of, as you sort of heat and purge him of his life, his eyes roll back, and almost sort of a new demeanor takes over him, and he goes, wait, 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 wait. No, no. You must, you must find him in the farms. He's stolen my life from, 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 <coughs> and then blood just sort of spurts out of his mouth through his teeth. It wasn't, it wasn't my fault. He, he took us. He took us. And he puts both of his hands on his head and he goes, The voices! The voices! Ah! In the farm! In the farm! Ah! the hell is he talking about? He was free for a moment from the spell, and it was not the doing of these two. There's more. Then I say, we find out. Hope, are you still doing alright over there? Uh, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna cast... Uh, insight check, please. Oh, oh okay. On for, uh, for... No, it's for this guy, Stanley. Uh, that is uh, 16. 
She's most clearly not alright. Okay. Vorel, would you be kind enough to bring the body of Blunk Oliver along with us? I think we need to get out of here, but I have more questions for him. Are the, uh, we don't need the body, only the head. Is that true? Gross. <laughs> that is what he said. He, he requested you bring him the head of Blunk Oliver. Oh, I had other intents with it. Oh, uh, I don't know your spells, if that's what you're having. Oh, yeah, we do just need the head. That's fine. Yeah, cut off his head. You got necromancy <laughs> plans. Yeah. Remember, you're not Diane Talos right now. Either. No, that's fine. Oh, Diane Talos okay, will probably well be like, then. I'm going to have a tea party with all the people we killed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is a Stanley thing. This is a Stanley yep, yep. thing. Okay. It's a Stanley joint. I got you. Uh, yeah. Bodies are all charred. No... Uh, Trashburg basics left on. <laughs> well, the, the two, little, the, little the two that you, the two that you killed are there. The people that Nash feared, they haven't. We don't know where they are. I haven't heard from them. I hope they choked to death. Presumably, he, they were so they were they were more scared of whatever Nash showed them that they decided to choke to death was a better fate than to face whatever fear. Well, also the fear ability that I, th- I used on them has this has this one effect, which is they have to run wherever they can run as far as they can run until they can't run anymore during the full duration. So they had a full what was it minute of choking on the on the nasty air, yeah. and hopefully that was enough yeah. to. And they were them. already coughing as they head down, so yeah. you were fairly certain they were not much longer so they're yeah. probably dead that was the idea let's get his head and get out of here cool i'll walk swiftly over and with my big old maw storm slam it against the back wall cut off the head all right you do it in one fell swift the big sword cleaves his head in from his body and because it's stuck in the wall and he's leaning against the wall it just sort of also is like a serving plate now you can just kind of lift up the sword with the head on it cool kind of roll it down to myself Catch it in the corner of my elbow here, and uh, that's why I was looking on the ground for a piece of cloth to wrap it in. But there's all burned. It's a good instinct. It uh, might be concerning for Trashburg citizens. I'll take off my cape and hand it over to Varel. Very kind of you, Stanley. Very brave. I regret my words once again. It's Though I note how they spurred right you. Let's just get out of here. Hope needs help. <laughs> I'll go over and I'll pick up Hope again. Okay. All right. Where so are we uh, taking her? You, you pick up Hope and you continue down the hallway from whence you came, sort of back towards the, you know, the tunnel system underneath the city. Um, as the group of you approaches the the place where you entered, you hear a lot of voices above there. And, and and very faintly bleeding in, there's some discussion about, there was like a sort of a, a shake on the ground and a boom. People are like, where'd it come from? Did you feel that there was a boom around here? There was a loud boom. Perhaps we should call the teeth god. You sort of hear these voices standing up above underneath, looking to investigate the source of the, the boom boom. We have to disperse them. Nash. Do you think you could go and convince them that it's just you being an idiotic mage and everything's fine? Idiotic mage? (laughs) First of all, I'm a sorcerer. Second of all, (laughs) I killed those two guys and mortally injured uh, Zippy, who you finished off. I think that was a fine choice. 
Nash, take hope. I'll hand him hope. I'll go out there and talk to him. You're the you're the dignitary. You're the one that talks your freaking mouth off. You go do it. And I take hope gladly in my arms. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and passing fruits. That could feel good. <laughs> yeah. She's not very glad about this. Also, it smells. All right. I'll go stepping out. Uh, press the digitate before I do, because I'm sure I've got okay. blood on me. Remember, you don't have a cape. No cape. That's fine. So walk up the ladder uh, from the sewer, open up. You see there's a number of sort of Trashburg citizens. They're they're talking. They're like, where'd that sound come from? And then they look towards you. It's two men and two women. And there's other some other people around, but the main sort of circle near what you were hearing was two men and two women. And um, they sort of look at and shock at you, and they're like, they have quizzical looks on their faces like they're about to say All something right. as you I'm, step up from the... I'm going to begin an enthralling performance. All right. Uh, and I'm going to step up and say, Ladies and gentlemen, I understand it's a very exciting time here in Trashburg. You probably have a lot of questions for me, but I'm pleased to announce that we have just broken ground on a new Trashburg sewage system down below there. A lot of blasting, a lot of excitement. It's going to bring new opportunities for you as citizens of Trashburg. It's going to really help clean up some of the slop that uh, exists in the gutters. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Now, it did get a little loud, and there was some minor charges that went off a bit early, so you might have heard a little rumble, you might see a little bit of smoke. I do, however, need to request that all of you disperse a bit from the area. While it is incredibly safe, we just want to make sure that we take the proper precautions as we move forward with this expansion of Trashburg and services for you. I did hear you were talking about calling the teat guard. I assure you, they already know what's going on. Everything is fine. Uh, we just want to make sure that we take care of all of you. And uh, I'm going to have to ask that you all just step back, return to your homes, while we go ahead and clear out everything we, we need from here. All right. So I've got to make a... I looked it up while you were doing that enthralling performance. Yes. It was beautiful, by the way. Well done. Thank you. I need to make DC 16 saves for these NPCs. Okay, so so uh, after a moment of silence, you're not sure if the performance lands, and then the woman closest to you goes... <laughs> and starts clapping. Bravo, bravo! We, ne we need a better system in town for the sewage. I loved everything that you said. I didn't quite understand it. It was very technical, but but bravo. And then the guy next to him goes, yes, bravo, bravo. And the other guy goes, yeah, I could see that. I, I like it. And then the woman <laughs> next to her goes, looks at them and goes, I don't know. That sounded like a bunch of uh, BS to me. Oh, and then man. the woman goes, oh, oh, you're always going on about, about things that uh, you think you know better, but you're really not that smart. This, is, this man is wonderful. It's good. Tell us more about the sewer system. And then more people begin to gather around. Oh, well, I would love to. Why don't you all, you know what? Why don't we all go back to the hotel and I will tell you anything you want to know. As a matter of fact, I will buy you all a round of drinks. 
Oh, huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Hey, free drinks. This gentleman's buying free drinks for those who want to listen to his speech about the new trash book sewage system. And eventually you've got 20 or 30 people that sort of gather around you and you begin walking towards Charlemagne's? Is that where you're yep, intending to take them? that's where okay. we're going to take them. All right. So from below, you guys see that he's amassed a crowd of about 30 people, and they're all chatting enthusiastically about the new sewage system. Even ones who weren't charmed by his magic are just into the idea and into the free drinks, obviously. And before you know it, a large crowd begins following him away from the entrance, and they're no longer talking about the big boom they heard. Okay. I think on that note, let's take a break. Oh yeah, good, good, good break time, everybody. I like that. We're gonna take a quick one, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with more. There will be dungeons. We'll be right back. What's All right. Talking about my Schwartzack. Your Schwartzack. Uh, speaking of which, we're back, everybody. The Schwartzack is back on the air. It's time for us to get right back into there will be dungeons. Thank you for coming to part two, especially those of you on YouTube who have to watch it this way. Uh, Bo. They, we're on our way to Charlemagne's. Take it, take it back, will you? Or... All right. Well, oh, so Stanley, oh, Stanley oh. has a, has a entourage following him to Charlemagne's. Uh, you see the entourage leave, and the voices get recede into quietness as the street above becomes quiet. I'm gonna make them quiet. There we go. So, uh, Nash, you have hope, Brett, Brett, Brett Butler style in okay. your arms. Okay. And Varel and Bachbach are standing near you. Uh, we need to get her someplace safe and some rest and some help. Where? What are we doing, Stanley? Where are we going? Stanley is not there. Not oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but I, I like your reliance on me, even even in spirit. so. So he formed an entourage with his speech, and he's oh followed, right, he's right, followed him to Charlemagne's. Yeah, right. So we're back there behind him now. You're, you're still in. You're still in the passage below the street right. Level. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, we need to get her out of here. Hope. What? Where do we go? Do you have anything Wait, in the car? Just turn it the head. <sighs> you require medical attention. What do you need? Take me to cabbage. Cabbage. Uh, cabbage. That's an odd thing to want. Be, have a <laughs> appetite for at a time like this. She wants to go to monsoon cabbage. <laughs> oh, the guy with the cabbage name. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, we should find monsoon cabbage. Why though? What's he got that 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 we? Why? We'll have to trust her on this. She is a tiefling. He is a tiefling. Perhaps he knows some sort of magic that can help her. All right, I don't Are trust we sure that guy. That your but... bloodied form won't send him into a frenzy. <laughs> Take her word for it. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, uh, so um, you'll have to figure out how to get her up the ladder so you have to throw over your shoulder or something like that um we should swap nash yeah you've i think you're better for this you're better built and for you it. would look less conspicuous with a bloody bag <laughs> 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 uh i like to think that was actually hope laughing right then because we brought a little joy to her while she's in such pain i like that yeah um all right here uh and i've Gently as I can, shift her to to Varel. I'm sorry. This is how he's he's stronger. He can he can make sure you're okay on the way up. We have to get out of here. Hope there's no choice. Spilling her lap berries everywhere. I put her 
<laughs> onto my shoulder. And Bok Bok reaches out and tries to catch them all. Like he opens up his loincloth and tries to motion them in as he catches them underneath Hope. Is he? Oh, he's with us, yeah. How did he not lose his little mind when we had those guys cooking back there? How did he not just... Because you could say you'd smell like meat in there. How did he not just lose it? You can ask him. Hey, Bok Bok. That's that's actually great. (laughs) Oh, never never mind. Take the the back. Bok Bok. Attend to the fresh. Get them out of sight, and you may do with them what you will. His eyes light up. Bok Bok fresh. Bok Bok have fresh. Bok Bok fresh, but make sure they're not... Before you finish speaking, he runs down the hallway towards the fresh. We will meet you at Charlemagne's Bok Bok. <laughs> Wait, fresh is coming! Fresh is coming! And then as I turn up to the uh, the ladder, enjoy your fresh, and I start to climb. <laughs> <laughs> you climb up, and you vault uh, up to the street level. There's no one there. It's quiet. It's uh, about 10 in the morning. Sun is shining bright. You're back into the hot hot desert air Nash you follow yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with yeah, you follow up and, and enter into the street it's quiet there's no one around you see off into the distance across the main road from where the teat you know the teat the main road to the teat proper uh, a, re- a, a big pile of people sort of walking down the alleyway presumably they're following Stanley oh that's where the crowd is Burrell they're the ones he convinced he convinced the convinced those people to follow him like rats. What a bunch of dummies. I'm afraid without him, we are quite conspicuous in this town. Mm. I think we should move fast. I agree. It's hard to be stealthy with a giant lizard, though. Carrying somebody. Just saying. That's why we move swiftly. Answer no questions. Tell me no lies. <laughs> you guys know that song. I ask you no questions, you tell me no lies. Anyway. I thought it was an old thing. It might have been, but there's a song where they use it in their lyrics. And they, and George they, Bernard Shaw's nursemaid used to oh say it to him. Oh my gosh, dude. You're so, you're so cultured. It blows my mind. All right. Well, we need to get her somewhere safe. Where's where's Monsoon Cabbage? You can assume he's at his base, and we should head there directly. We should take the northern path. We don't want to go past Charlemagne's, and I'd like to avoid the laundromat as well. Why is that? People. Oh. I thought you had something you didn't like about laundromats. It's a smelly place as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, so we'll hustle there. Okay, so you begin uh, making your way through the buildings. All is uh, quiet. As you approach one intersection, making your way through East Trashburg, you hear some voices coming from around the corner. Okay. Shh, quiet. There's something else saying. You know, I kind of wish I could get into the castle proper. It would be it would be so wonderful to be there as part of the wedding. And then the woman sort of responds, "Why don't you offer yourself up as sacrifice?" I see they're still looking. I'm sure you get to eat there before uh, giving yourself up to the glory of Andriesta. I would, but I like living. I still want to make sure my son lives to at least the age of eight or nine before I let him uh, be on his own. I know what you're saying. It's very hard to give yourself up as a sacrifice. Flip around, uh, go uh, 
back a, a one building wall and through the alley we passed. Okay, let's make some stealth checks, please. For uh, be all of us, right? Or well, yeah. two of us. Yeah, not hope. Not hope. Yeah, hope you just hold still. Uh, Fifteen. Eleven. Okay, so uh, you move across uh, quietly without being seen. And just sort of acting, I guess, normal and nonchalant, but moving briskly as you cross the intersection and go unnoticed. You continue your way through the buildings, and you get to the street proper, like the large road that leads up to the keep, and this is a very wide open area. You do see there are people sort of uh, walking in different directions from a distance. It's fairly active here in comparison to other parts of town. Yeah. We have a bounty. Yeah. We are proud slayers. Yeah. Walk as I do. <clears throat> and I will, remembering my days visiting Dust Hill with a haunch of meat over my shoulder, do my swagger walk through the town. No big deal. I, uh, I'd kick this lady's ass. You know, just got my sword standing at my side, her over my shoulder, looking rough, and I'm making my way to Monsoon Cabbage. All right, performance roll, please. Whoa. Hey, that's not all. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Um, so you walk, uh, you walk across the road in the way that you described. Uh, you don't solicit any responses from people, but you do get a few looks. In particular, you notice a few kids playing on the side of the main Trashburg slum and they look up at you and then one of them sort of knocks one of them and then one of the kids runs into the alleyway. Apart from that, you make it across to that event with Hope in tow. Perfect. Uh, Nash, uh, are you doing anything special about crossing or are you just following? I'm walking but, and I'm trying to do what he said. I'm, I'm upright, looking cocky, <clears throat> strutting next right, to make, him as if I was part of this. Make a performance roll, please. Okay. Ten also. Okay. Uh, it has the same effect. Uh, again, uh, you walk along performing at the same level of gusto as Varel. Okay. All right. And uh, you continue along. Uh, you make your way uh, through the Trashburg slum into the Blusher's Haunt. And as you get to that area, you start to see people sleeping in the poo-filled uh, corners of buildings. They're not paying much attention. Uh, one person in particular is, like, staring and pointing sort of at the sun and then he goes ah from looking at the sun but then he like looks back at the sun he's like ah <laughs> keeps looking back and uh, they don't seem to pay you much mind as you cross through Blusher's Haunt um, you Pick walk across to one intersection and you hear sort of a low voice uh, coming from the right side it says well Tommy you better give me all you got it's time to pay up you're overdue on your payment you owe me ten guz bolts. So you're going to pay me now, or I'm going to take it out in blood. No, please, I swear, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get you twenty. Uh, just give me one more week. I'm closing this deal. I'm going to work real hard, make sure you know if I can't, don't have to eat, I won't eat, and I'll give you twenty. You sort of hear this conversation coming from the left side. Okay, Varel, what do you want to do? Keep moving. Yeah. That's my thinking. We don't need more trouble. All right. Stealth check. Hey. 21. 
Okay, you move across stealthily. Uh, Nash? Eight. Eight? Yes. Okay, um, well, you make your you, you make your way into the middle of the intersection, and just as you're in the middle, uh, you hear... And you hear... And you look to the left, and you see one guy just, like, stabbing repeatedly this other guy. He's like, this is what you get when you don't pay me. And then he stops in the middle, and he looks up at you. And you got your eyes. You lock eyes with the assailant. You do anything? Um. Yes. I'm gonna cast sleep on this dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast sleep on him. Okay. Um. He so, needs to uh, do. It's at a point in space. So <laughs> roll the what? At what level are you casting the spell? I'm casting this level at. Let's do first level. Okay. Um, let's see. He needs to do. I always forget how this works. You roll dice, and that's the amount of hit points I have to work with. And the person with the lowest amount of hit points falls asleep first, and I work my way up in that area. So you can cast it at a distance. He's far enough away that you won't endanger any of your teammates. All right. I'm actually going to roll this at two because I need the I need the bonus roll here. So I'm casting this at level two. Okay. Um. <laughs> So and, it's that amount of dice, whatever. Right. I'm not sure. It's two. It's two d eights, or two. No, it's got to be way more than that. I'm sorry, four d eight because I get two d eight for the first level. Second level, <laughs> I get another two, and I get another two d eight. Does that make sense? Uh, so at level one, it's five d eight. When you cast the spell using a second or higher, it's two d eight additional. So you can roll seven d eight. Oh. Doesn't no. say that, but oh, you're right. It does. You got to read the beginning part. No, yeah. no, no. So, you're right. I'm uh, looking at yeah. the wrong thing. Okay, it's yeah. fine. Uh, okay, so seventy-eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is gonna thirty-two. Is a little overkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you cast it out, and he looks up. He sort of stops stabbing, and he goes to throw his knife at you, and then he goes. You cast out the magic, and the magic sort of swirls through the air and swirls into his nose. He goes. Oh no! <laughs> he starts. He stands in place and starts sleeping. And the guy who's like, ah, he starts sleeping too. <laughs> As he's full of stab wounds and bleeding all over the place, he falls asleep. And then you hear a, a knock. And then out of the window, someone else falls onto the ground. He's like, hey, you see just somebody who had nothing to do with this fall out the window, and then hit his neck on the ground and. Break his neck and his <laughs> body lies, and, and you hear like a yawning coming also from inside the walls of where his people are. The whole block seems to fall asleep, and you've put everyone out. You're now not noticed anymore by anyone. All right, there's an awkward pause. <laughs> Look at Varel and go. All right, let's keep going. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the poor guy who fell out the window. I know. <laughs> his, his life is over. <laughs> Not my fault that dumb A was standing there. It's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stand by your open windows, you dipshit. Waving a carpet out of it or something. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> it's a good thing you cast it at second level, or you might not have got everybody. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, so you, you continue on through Haunter's Blush. Um... And then you get to the 26th block, you start to see 26 entries up on buildings. These streets are a little more quieter as you make your way to 
The 26 block. All right. We're all right. almost there. So, uh, so you're heading to Monsoon Cabbage? Yes. Right? Correct. The base. Okay. So you get to the main entrance where you see that big guy usually stands by the door. And again, you see all the cars that are piled up by the building, forming a sort of barricade around this part of town. The guy at the front door sort of has, as he's standing there, the gate just looks at you. She doesn't look so good. Job's done. We must speak to Cabbage. Um, um, Cabbage uh, usually isn't available during the day. You, you should, you should take her to see the doctor. Who's the doctor? Uh, oh. uh, uh, Doctor Dickles. He's 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 our man. Yeah, it's just at, two blocks to the south. There. No, You'll but find lo- him. look at her. She needs her. She needs one of her own. She needs cabbage. She looks like she needs a doctor to me. Okay. Don't worry, he's our doctor. He doesn't work for other people. I'm gonna cast that's what off. that's what Monsoon would send her to Doctor Dickles. And I'll. Uh, Put my hand over in uh, over to Nash's sack and unwrap it and turn around with the head and put it up to him and be like, "Cabbage would like to know now." <laughs> all right, all right, come in. He steps aside, motions for you to go in. Nice. I really think she should go see Doctor Tickles. Noted. All right, so you make your way through into the protected area. You see the sentries above and on second floors peering out the window as you walk into the main entrance. You walk into the main entrance of the place and there's lots of 26 gang members with 26 tattoos on their faces and these exotic sort of punk looking haircuts. And they're sitting on couches. Some of them are eating breakfast. Some of them are just lazing about. And uh, they sort of look up at you. Everyone kind of stops what they're doing and sort of looks up at you. Keep walking to the elevator. Yep. Okay. You walk to the elevator, and then you see uh, from around the corner, you see, you see 43 Carnage. And he walks, yo, 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 can't just storm in here, man. What, what, what's going on with her? Why you bring her here? We need to see Cabbage. Now. He looks around and looks around. I say, all right, all right, all right, boom, boom. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take you upstairs, okay? I'm going to go get Cabbage. Just you go up. I'll go get him. Thank you. And he, he walks he walks uh, back towards this area in the back of the room. You see, there's a lot of couches and stuff like that. But you notice uh, one of his, one of his gang members uh, pulls up a trap door, and then he sort of gets onto a ladder and slides down out of view as the elevator closes. And there's buttons that say one, two, and three in the elevator. I press uh, three. Okay. Certainly. Uh, so the elevator kicks into motion. <clears throat> and it opens up to the third floor. You're again back in Cabbage's sort of main room where you first met him. Uh, there's no sunlight spilling into this room. There are artworks leaning up all against the wall and hanging off of it. There are candelabras. There's the large table that you sat at and the lots of cushions all around that and the big hookah that was there before as you, you step off the elevator into the room the elevator closes and goes and starts to move back down as it's been called to the first floor I walk over to that table that was kind of in the middle and set Hope down and and pass her you know kind of cradle the head in her lap and 
Well done, Hope. You're a warrior. Hope will like drowsily open her eyes and and reach out with her right hand and pet the head of the dead lizard and smile a little up at Varel and Nash. He pet the dead okay. lizard. <laughs> he pet the head of the dead lizard. Oh, she's the Hope right. is the best, man. I freaking while love you it. while you do that, let's check in with Stanley. So Stanley, you've walked uh, all the way to Charlemagne's. You're now standing out front. Uh, you've collected about 80 people total. Uh, so people just kind of have heard about the free drinks and added on. There's a lot of people in Trashburg Basic, men and women. They're all very interested. You keep fielding questions about, will the new sewers provide us with, um, uh, uh, we'll be able to drink beer out of it. Will we have beer on tap? Well, no. The new sewers are designed to uh, drain the colanders on the side of the road, drain down underground, and take care of the waste that can sometimes pile up on the on the side of the the roads there. Are you saying that? Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, my name is um, I'm Brock. Yes, Brock. Nice to, nice to meet you. You're handsome, by the way. Hello. Oh, why? Well, thank you, Brock. That's very kind of you to um, say. I have a question. A question for you. Yes. Uh, w- will we be able to to shit in the toilet now and and have the shit in the sewers so it can be taken away instead of on the street? It's very unsanitary. It naturally, it is, and that is a major concern of ours. There are many concerns to this town. I mean, I think everybody here would agree that we have. Uh, a wonderful stop to something, and it is and you're, my you're, goal. You hear in the background, enough with the talking, nerd. Make free drinks, free drinks. And the crowd's Fair like, enough. Free drinks, I promise free drinks. drinks. We want drinks. drinks. Let's get the drinks. Uh, I will okay. uh, head behind the bar to start. Okay. So you open up. Everyone drinks. follows in. The din of loud, enthusiastic conversation. The people you initially charmed are definitely staying around you very closely. Yeah. And they're just standing there, and they take their drinks, and they're just looking at you with their eyes bright and going. So tell us where you're from, Stanley. You're such oh. a magical person. Yes, you tell know. us where you're from and, and tell us whose family are you a part of. Do you know the principal? Uh, we have traveled far. We've seen many places. Most recently, we just got back from a little stint over in Pristine. Uh, we have now made our way here. And me and my companions were looking for settlements with which we can bring something new and something fresh to uh, cheers, by the way. You, you know, a cheers, cheers, cheers! And, and improving it. And, uh, you know. We'll so tell me, Stanley, are you going to run for mayor? Mayor Tonkilis Herman has been mayor for almost a decade. We need some fresh blood, and I like your ideas. I'd vote for you for mayor of T- uh, Trashburg. Yes, here, here. Let's make, let's make this man the mayor. He gives out free drinks. We never get anything for free. Well, I think, I do believe that it is about time for that to change. I mean, free is good, right? Free is excellent. We should all take care of each other. Stanley, Stanley, what are your plans uh, to provide more power and electricity to the buildings? We know that the castle has it. We should have some, too. Well, I would agree. I think we can all benefit from a bit more mutual sharing between uh, what the castle has and what you have. After all, you are the ones who run the factory, right? Right, that's right. We do all the work. We should get a bigger share of what's produced from it. You absolutely should. You put in the effort. You should reap at least some of the benefit. Then one of them looks up and says, Are you sure it's okay that we speak this way, Stanley? We might be killed. 
Well, keep in mind, right now, we're just having a friendly drink at Charlemagne's. For now, let these be simply ideas that we can carry forward to future discussions. It'll be between us for now. But understand, these are my goals for all of you, and we should all endeavor to work towards them. So I have to ask you, are you making any plans to leave, or are you going to continue to entertain them for as long as possible? Uh... I'm not going to... No. Until they start to disperse on their own, I would stay. How Even though I have... How long does your spell last? Uh, the actual enthrall is one hour. Okay. So we'll check back with you in an hour's game time. So you continue to enter... We could do this all day, but you continue yeah. to entertain the troops. Yeah. Or the citizens of Trashburg that you've collected. Very good. Back to you, Varel. Hope and Nash. Hope and Nash. I wanted to say Stanley that whole time. I'm like, that isn't right. <laughs> no, nope, you just talked to him. All right. So uh, you're in uh, Monsoon Cabbage's room. The elevator kicks into gear. And then you see the form of Monsoon cloaked. His gray skin and purple red eyes peering out. Sort of shows his teeth. He's got his horns, and he's alone in the elevator. And the elevator opens up, and he steps out, and he's like, Why do you come so soon? Why are you? Hope. Oh, no, hope. And he sort of rushes over, kind of floats over in this weird way. And he, he bends down on a knee and looks at you, and he says, What happened to you? <coughs> <sighs> Can she not speak? What happened to her? Not well. Why is she... Let's just say, uh... I mean, this is gonna sound like we're blaming her, but she fired a thing and it was bad. She got really she hurt. finished Blanc Oliver. Yes, thank you, Varel. That's a better way of putting it. Blanc Oliver's dead, but she almost died in the process, and we need to fix her now. I've sent for Dr. Dickles. He will come here since you brought her here. But we may have to move her to that facility. What facility? Oh, she... Dick Dickles' facility? Yes, yes. He's. I am no doctor. We have no... We don't have much in the way of medicine here, but uh, we're gathering... Uh, 43 Carnage has explained to me what's happened, and we're gathering the resources to help take care of her. Um... Blunk Oliver, you say you've killed him. It is done. You can see the evidence. Where? In Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's in her lap. She picks up the the, the cloth, the Stanley's cape, and is it covered or did you uncover it? Because she was no, I uncovered it, right? it to show the doorman. Oh, so you just clearly see it. And he looks at it. He goes, "Oh." He smiles finally, and he picks up the head and sort of looks at it like he's going to talk to it. You have much to tell me. And then um, he stands up sort of to full height, seems taller than he usually is. And um, so you didn't really gut anything from the inside, right? Of the head? You just cut the head off and that's it? Yeah. Okay, so he reaches his fingers in to the neck area of the opening and he with effort starts clawing through on the inside and like pulls the the brain out it's like 
he starts just excising it right there. And he throws it on the ground. He starts emptying it with his fingers like it's a pumpkin. He's taking everything out and clawing it. Good lord, God, man. He's cleaning it. I've like, seen stuff. I've seen things, but never like this. Disgusting. <laughs> this is just brain and like blood and fatty tissue and things of that nature just hitting the floor. The elevator begins to kick into the into action again. Or me. <laughs> it's not the sound. It's the me. Sound is. <laughs> He's like, I will retreat to my study and do what I have to do there. And then he waits by the elevator, and then you see a man in a, in a white coat, the stethoscope. And he's got bald head, and his hair is hair is wild. He got these kind of weird glasses, but they have like. They're not quite goggles, but they're not quite glasses. They have several different frames on them. And there's like these little pieces of gears and engineering on either side. And Monsoon looks to him and says, Dr. Dickles will take care of what needs to be done in order to fix and cure Hope. I will return to check on your progress. I'll bend but down he... to, to Hope during this moment and be like, he's leaving. Is there anything you need to say to him? No. Just make the pain stop. And Monsoon gets in the elevator, and as he gets in the elevator from his pocket, he sort of takes out a knife and he cuts down the one side of the the head of Blunk Oliver, and he just so he can kind of maybe loosen it up. And as he descends, he takes the head of Blunk Oliver and puts it on his own, and as he puts it on his own, the eyes pop out, and Blunk Oliver's horns sort of pierce through it, and he begins wearing it, and you just see him sort of descend as he puts on Blunk Oliver's head. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not indeed. Good lord. And Dr. Dickles approaches and goes, who, who, who's, the, who's the pretty lady? She doesn't look like she's in good shape. <coughs> I'm, I'm Mick. I'm, he reaches his hand out. To Nash, uh, I'll shake. I'll take it. I'll take it. Shake it. Okay, I'm Mick. What's your name? My name is Nash Magard of the Solar Mines. This is Varel. <laughs> the goofy name. Well, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm Mick, and um, uh, and who's the big lizard friend? His name is Varel. But we don't have time Varel. for these introductions. She's dying. Oh. Fix her. Hello, hello, Varel. Hello, Varel. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How do you do? Oh, I guess uh, this one this one doesn't shake. <laughs> okay, and uh, you, you little lady, uh, what's your name? Uh, Hope. Okay, and he sort of looks around. He's like, is there a stool in here? I can't really sit on a pillow and do my work. And he looks around. He sees, oh, this will do. And he sees sort of a little table, pulls it up, sits next to you. He takes out a stethoscope. Stethoscope. <clears throat> and he sort of clears some, and he puts it on your chest, Hope. And he's like, okay, um... I'd like you to take a deep breath and then hold it, please. And as he does that, he sort of... So tell me, um, there's, uh, the good news is, uh, there doesn't appear, I'm listening, there doesn't appear to be any liquid or foreign <laughs> objects in your lungs. So that's good, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, okay, so um, uh, well, uh, tell me, Hope, uh, where did where, where does it hurt? Everywhere, my my left side 
okay. And he just sort of takes your left arm and he just lifts it up and he's like, how does that, does that hurt? It, hurt? it hurts a lot. Ooh, that, that one hurts. He sort of, he takes it and he rests it back on the table. He's like, we don't want that dangling. <clears throat> um, where else does it hurt? It hurts on your left arm. Uh, your chest probably hurts quite a bit. We got to get those out. We have to get those out. You are a doctor, right? Says Nash. <laughs> I am a doctor. I'm, I'm Dave. I'm fixing up those 26 gang members. They're getting into trouble all the time. Um, well, your leg does, uh, that doesn't look very good. Can you sort of lifts up your leg? I'm then hopeful, like bring her right uh, arm into her mouth, and she'll bite really hard. Oh, okay, and and uh, so on the left side, and I, I see probably here. He sort of looks up and he takes out a hammer from his little toolkit and he one of those little hammers he's he hammers on your horn. He's hammering on her horn. <laughs> <laughs> and and hope's still biting her arm and just <sighs> Well, it's bad news. Uh, bad, 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 bad bad news, I'm afraid. Um uh, in order to make a more accurate uh, diagnosis of what's happening here, I have to take her back. To, to my office uh, for an X-ray. You, you guys know what an X-ray is? Jesus, Chrome Varel, this is this guy's whacked. Are you he not... starts twitching. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. I don't think I trust him. I say to Varel. <laughs> we don't have. No, no. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a, I've been, I've been practicing medicine for forty years, young man. Well, you don't still... you start disrespecting me? I'm trying to save your friend. Are you still practicing, or what? Uh, are you, do you actually know what you're doing? Yeah, I've got a guy right now back in my office for taking the cysts out of his butt. I mean, I've, I was in the middle of doing that when you called me over here. If she dies, you die. Oh, yes, yes. Of course, of course. I have almost never lose patience. <laughs> It'll be fine. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's your time to go. It's your time to go. But I'll do everything I can. Um, We're losing uh, patience. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So can you bring her back to my office for an x-ray, please? Yes. Very well. Ash. Okay. Yeah. Your shoulder friend may not be useful in Dickles. Oh, and shit. Dr. Dr. Mick Dickles walks to the thing <laughs> and pushes the button. <clears throat> I forgot about that. I'll, I'll scoop up Hope while still kind of listening in and talking to Nash as I turn and keep my attention on him and I'm giving him an eye. mean my yeah, and as he mentions it, you feel like little tiny hands clutching the cloth and your shoulder, pinching in kind of deep. She's mentioned Dr. Dickles to you before. Right. As having been seen in the Pixie Blush Laboratory. Uh, I'm going to whisper as quietly as I can, Pod, maybe you should stay here. Stay invisible. Stay out of sight. I'm not going anywhere. If you go in there with us, there may be... This may be bad. We should kill him. Well, maybe we will, but we've got to save Hope first, and you need to stay out of out of vision. All right, well, we're going to get Hope fixed up, and then we're going to kill him. That's possibly... That might be in the cards, but don't get too excited yet. We've got to take <laughs> yeah, care I mean, of this first. Who are you talking to there, Nash? Uh, What's going on over there? Nobody. I hear voices. F off and let's get the girl over there. Let's go. All right. Well, the elevator opens up. He's like, bring her in, bring her in. Let's go. Let's go. I bring her in. All right. 
you step in, everyone steps in, he pushes one and the elevator goes back down and you, you, you hear really quietly in your ear, Nash, I'm going to kill him. Okay. You're going to help me I, right now. I told you I would. I told you I'd help, but you got to, we have to see. Mm, why, 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 why are you whispering? <laughs> why are you whispering? Why are you Share it with the rest of us. Well, are, you, is, are you a psychiatrist? Oh, you're not? You just do physical shit? Well, shut the hell up, damn it, and save our friend. <laughs> and as you do this, you open up to the first floor and all the 26 gang members look at you guys arguing. <laughs> They're not sure what to do. Um, you exit out, and Dr. Dickles leads the way uh, to the exterior once again, and the guy at the front door is like, I told you, should have taken him to Dr. Dickles. But you have a very pleased boss. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Next time, uh, listen to me. I know I just guard the door, but I know a thing or two. Anyways, boom. And you, <laughs> you guys walk out, and you make your way to uh, just a block away, basically. It's not too far down the road. Uh, there's this uh, building. It's got a big red plus on it, <laughs> and it says painted in some kind of paint, Dr. Dickles, uh, up on top above it. Dr. Dickles opens up the door and says, everybody in, everybody in. And you make your way in and you enter into this waiting room. There's about 12 or 13 people in there, Trashburg basic style. They're all like, <coughs> and one person's eyes are all red. You see a guy with a, <coughs> there's a woman at the desk. Wait, and, wait, wait. Uh, we see a guy with a, <coughs> what is that? He's like, he's, he looks like, he's, he looks super cold. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I got you. It's like he's sick. Okay. And um, you sort of see a bunch of people in the waiting room. And he he walks up to the desk and he says, uh, Edith. Yes, Dr. Dickles. Um, <laughs> is room one free? No, Dr. Dickles. You didn't finish with uh, uh, Sammy. He's still in there. He's like, oh, crap. Um, well, there's no time. There's no time. Let's get, come on. Come on with me. We're going to room, going to room one. Um and then so you guys make your way down a quick hallway, open up into a room, and there's a table there. And on the table, lying butt in the air with his butt out, is a 26 gang member. And there's like a blowtorch that's been left on. And you see like cysts have been burning eye. He's like, see, I told you, I've been helping this gentleman with the cysts. Um, <clears throat> Sammy, we're going to have to finish up another time. I have a more important uh, client, a patient at the moment. He's like, oh, man, these really hurt, man. You sure you just can't finish burning them off my butthole right now? He's like, no, no, no. Uh, we'll reschedule. <laughs> so he, yeah, Sammy gets up, sits down, pulls his shirt down, and sort of walks out, closes the door behind him. Uh-huh. And then he lays Hope on the same table that Sammy was <laughs> at his butt up in the air on. So it looks like an actual you know, bed. It's comfortable. For, it's raised up sort of everyone's waist level. Okay, well, um, I wanted to take an x-ray. Does anyone object to x-rays? They can irradiate you. Well, how old are these? How old your technology? He puts this thing up. He's like, oh, it's very old. It was found somewhere, but it's really, really useful. I mean, once you figure out how to get it working, you can tell what's going on in a person's body. I'll show it to you. Let's take a look at it first. Quickly. <laughs> like, oh. All right. Tumor like, well, Nash, very concerned about <laughs> x-rays. <laughs> That's why. He reaches into a cupboard and he takes out this sort of little joystick and it's got a big red button on it and he goes <clears throat> and he clicks it. Alright, all done. And then he walks over to his room in the back. 
And then he comes back out uh, with this black paper that has like all of your skeletons on it. Apparently, he x-rayed the whole room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he looks and he's like, mm, oh, what a majestic skeleton you have, Morel. And Thank then you. he kind of furrows his brow and he looks. Like, What's wrong with Nash? I think this is you. Look at that. There's shit all wrong with me. Take care what's, of what's her. Wrong with, what's what's that thing in your chest? It's my heart. It doesn't just. But your heart's not supposed to show up on an X-ray. Listen, Dick Tickles. We need to take care of her, not me. I'm not the patient. I'm fine. I'm breathing normal. Right. Nothing hurts on me. Talk to okay, her. Okay. Well, I just have to zoom in and enhance on this X-ray, where because I did the. It takes it of the whole room. I haven't figured out how to do it smaller. Um, <clears throat> so he reaches into a drawer, takes out a magnifying glass, and he's like. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, I see where the problem is. And he, he gets up and he's like, look at this Nash. Mm. Look at her arm. What? Well, explain what I'm looking at here. I don't know what this is. It's her bones. My, hers? The x-ray shows me your bones. And I can see your bones. So I can see if there's a problem with your bones. So she has broken bones. Mend them. I said bones a lot. <laughs> yeah. Bones. <laughs> if you say bones again. I'm gonna... have take, take the magnifying glass and, and check out her skeletal structure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish Stanley was here for that little comment. Look, just fix her. I don't care what you found. If it's wrong, fix her. That's why we're here. You're the doctor. Well, um, okay. You guys are going to have to take a seat, I think, to hear this. Hope, are you listening? Tell me standing. Can you take a seat too, Hope? <laughs> you can't take a seat. You're lying down. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, uh, we're going to have to cut it off. Cut what off? Uh, her her left arm, and 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 her left leg too. It's all coming off. There's no way to save it. Like, look at look at the X-ray. Her bone is shattered in a million pieces. It won't heal properly. There's no magic that can cure it. And trust me, I know a cleric who believes very deeply in Jesus Chrome, and she'll be helping me with the healing process. But she will not be able to heal the shattered bones. What did she get hit with? There looks like there's a a hundred or two hundred pieces of metal a shrapnel was it a, a grenade doesn't even do this much and I've I've dealt with a few grenade hits let me tell you it's not very not very pleasant at all it takes a lot of work this is going to take me like eight hours what other so choice so you guys ready we have to do it now is there any <clears throat> choice there's no choice We it's the alarm or nothing he pulls out a drawer, and then he gets this little handsaw that he pulls out. It looks like a chainsaw. He puts it on the table. It's got a plug, and he looks at the plug, and the wires are frayed on it. He's, like, trying to make the wires connect in the frame. Um, um, no, I mean, no, there's, there's, there's nothing I can do. The bone's shattered. Look, it's already inflaming. Her, her arm is completely swollen. She can't move it. She'll never be able to stand on that leg again. It's shattered in a thousand pieces. Hope. What, what did she get hit with? What? Take it off. Ta oh, jeez. All right. Uh, you got to take right, it so off. I'm, I'm going to need some help. <clears throat> Varel, I don't know if I can watch this. Uh, no, no, I'm going to need some help. Uh, now, as tough looking as, uh, as as this mighty young woman looks, 
it hurts when you get your parts cut off. So <clears throat> you don't have anything to deaden the pain. Well, I, I'm going to need you to help hold her down. I do have some some anesthetic, uh, and you know we can put her under. But uh, I'm going to have to cut it off, and she's still she's still going to feel feel it. I feel a weird gripping on my shoulder. Should I be feeling that? Sure. Because I, I, I think what it is is Pod thinks that they're going to give Pixie Blush to this guy for the surgery. So I'm going to ask him. I'm just going to ask. What do you put her down with? What do you put her to sleep with? Um, I don't know. I've got this uh, morphine, Oh, I think. That's fine. I think it's morphine. It, I don't know. I bought it from a trader from Principal City. He called it morphine, I think. I don't know. Right. Um, but it was a trick. It puts people to sleep. But I don't know if it'll put her to sleep while I'm cutting her limbs off. Um, we'll have to give her a lot, but uh, it's like okay, it's decided. He gets out a drawer, pulls out a container with some liquid, clear liquid in it. He gets out a syringe, and he, he goes, <laughs> spits on the end of it, and he takes a cloth out and he wipes the cloth, wipes it with the cloth. They're all clean. Um, <clears throat> he starts pulling it out he's like uh can you um uh, varel varel you look like you're handy with a blade can you just test out that chain blade make sure it's working okay while i put her under i put mawstorm propped against the wall in the corner away from mm -hmm. the door and uh head over to the blade and pick it up and press the button okay and he, he uh hope he comes up to you and he's like <clears throat> and he just sort of brushes your hair aside a bit and squeezes and puts in some of the morphine <laughs> he says now before before you fall asleep um uh, uh monsoon told me to do whatever i can to 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 help you um to help fix you so that you can walk again so i just want you to know uh we we've we've sent a message out to my friend metal mandy and we're gonna take good care of you okay hope mm. okay <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be better than what you were and you see his face laughing as you pass out <laughs> okay Varel. uh just can you pass me the blade the, ch the, ch the saw pass it to him okay puts it on the table he's like all right um Nash, can you go into that drawer and get me there's a there's like an exacto blade in there I need that all right I'll go grab it Pull it out. Okay. This? Is this it? I hold it up. Yep, that's the one. You All got right. it there. Alright. Here. Uh, no, not blade first. Pass it with the handle, please. He's like my mom. Alright, here. I flip it around the other way. Okay, takes it. Alright. <clears throat> and, uh, he, he, uh, picks out his, uh, a cloth out of his pocket again. He goes, and he spits it. And then he looks and he's like, mm, can you go into that drawer over there, Nash, and get me uh, there's some uh, whiskey in there. Yeah. I'll go okay. get. It. I'll go get it. Bring it back. Is this for you All or right. her? Uh, well, it's for both of us. <laughs> you can't drink and perform surgery like this. Just get it for me, old crank. Come on. I begrudgingly walk over and get it and bring it back. All right. He takes it off and he bites off the cap and he takes a swig something for me and then he pours it on Hope's arm starts washing it down <sighs> alright can you guys hold her down now while I do this Where's the, where's, what about the morphine did you give her morphine I can't remember I did oh you did okay 
All right. And uh, and hold, just hold her down, just in case. She may, she may, she may kick and, and move and make my job hard. And he begins the process of cutting her skin lower in a certain spot, lower towards her elbow. And as he cuts in the circle, he cuts down these strips lengthwise, and he peels back the skin, exposing the muscle in her arm. And he's like, <clears throat> "Okay, now for the blade." Varel has the blade. Give it to me, please, Varel. Oh, pass it over. Okay. And he goes. He lowers the blade onto her arm and begins. He gets stuck and it's fighting. He's like, "Oh shit!" He starts banging her arm. Blood is splatting everywhere, all over his glasses. He puts up his arm. He changes his glasses configuration. He's like, "Oh, quick, Nash! I forgot. Get me a bucket. Get me a bucket." Where, where the hell's the bucket? What do you mean, give me the bucket? Where are the buckets? In the cupboard. What Go cupboard? Get the bucket. What cupboard? What cupboard? Wait, where? On the back wall. On the back wall. Get the cupboard. This is the worst freaking doctor's office I've ever been in. I storm over there to try to find it. I fumble through some shit and find it. This? Is this the bucket? Yeah, make a dexterity check, please. Okay. Really a horrible hospital. Uh, dexterity check of seven. <laughs> Okay, so you, you you kick it to the ground and kick it over, and just as he the arm splits off, the bone poof, and it falls into the it catches the arm into the bucket, and Hope's arm is now like she's seeping blood. He's like, oh, what do I do here again? Um, oh, stop the bleeding! What are you doing? You're crazy! Stop the bleeding! <laughs> He runs over, and he like grabs a bunch of cloth, and he's like, pours alcohol on it, and he's like, okay, I gotta make a, um, uh, a thing, a thing. Do you guys have, oh, there's a blowtorch. Pass me the blowtorch on, on the thing. Holy shit. Pass it to him. All right, you toss it over. Make a dexterity check, please. And I'll make one as well. Natural 20. Okay, it's a good throw, but he's like, whoa, 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 and bing, 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 falls onto the ground, and he's like, oh, and it slides in the corner, he runs over. Meanwhile, Hope is bleeding uh, profusely. He's like, okay, I think this is how it goes. Just hang on. And he takes the folds of skin that he cuts up, and he sort of begins covering them over top of your stump. Now, he's cut you very close to the shoulder. Like he cut the skin towards the elbow, but he's cut at the arm, so your entire left arm is gone. So you can't see this, Hope, but I'm just letting you know what's going on with your character. <laughs> and he covers up the stump, and he begins... You know, uh, melting the skin on your arm in order to close it all up. And burning. The skin is bubbling and melting. Blood is everywhere. And it takes a good five or ten minutes as he carefully, <laughs> you know, he starts twitching at one point and the fire starts going everywhere. He recovers and, and then. And eventually the bleeding begins to stop and he's wiping it. He's pouring whiskey on it. He's taking a swig of whiskey. He changes the lenses in his glance, and then it, be, it stops, stops bleeding, and then he begins bandaging it. He's like, "Now for the leg." They're starting to be tipsy a bit. Do any of you want to try? I can cut. Oh, good, good, good. I'm I'm starting to feel like a little lightheaded. Um, here, take the exacto knife, Pharrell. 
Oh. And I want you... the worst right. doctor and he ever. Gets, uh, Nash, can you get me scissors? Yeah. Can you get me scissors. I'll get you some damn scissors. They're they're in the cupboard. He's Nash could not be more annoyed with the conditions here. All right, so he goes over, finds scissors, brings them back. Are these handle, clean? Handles first. Handles first. They're not even clean. I'll clean them. I'll clean them. Handle, handle first. Fine, here. And he goes, spits <laughs> on it and takes out his claws. He's like, I'm not going to cut her with these. He, he goes to the, the pant leg of Hope's pants and starts cutting up alongside. Cuts it all the way up to the top. Flips open, uh, flips open the pants. And then yeah, he reaches into his pocket. He pulls out his like um like an inkwell and a, and a quill. <laughs> he starts painting. He's like, okay, Nash or Varel, I want you to cut here so that we have some skin to work with, and we can close it up. And he starts drawing where he wants you to cut it. And then we're gonna use the saw and we're gonna cut up here. And it's a place fairly close to her ab- the abdomen, the pelvis area. I'm just gonna cut most of the leg off. All right. And he takes a swig of his bottle and he goes, Okay, Varel, you're up. All right. Medicine check, please. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this is medicine, all right. <laughs> 16. All right. So you you very carefully cut the epidermis. You've practiced at this from skinning animals that you catch. So cut the epidermis all around her thigh. And then you sort of break it and separate it. And having watched what he had done, you do the little cuts on the side so you can fold back the skin, exposing muscle and and flesh. And there's, like, fatty tissue, and you have to, like, cut a little bit because the fatty tissue is connected to the muscular. You know, fold back the skin, and he's like, mm, very good. You're a natural at this. Do you, do you have a job, sir? Do you want to come work with me for Ella's? We'll make you a doctor. Yes. You're natural. I've skinned many animals. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing, really. Um, okay, I'll get the saw. Grab the saw. Pick it up. All right. You saw how I did it. Now you just got to press the button and, and push down. And be careful not to be too savage with it. We want to make sure everything heals nicely, so it's got to be a straight cut. Okay. All right. Whenever you're ready. Nash, come hold Hope down just in case she wakes up in the middle of this. You never know. <laughs> All right, I'll come over and hold her arms, her okay. shoulders down, or something, so she won't move. Okay. All right, Varel, medicine check. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Uh, so you begin cutting, and the blade slips a little bit. You're having a hard time with it, and Dick goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Not so aggressive! Not so aggressive! Lift up the blade! Lift up the blade! Now look at me. Careful, you're an artist." An artist, right? Think of it that way. An artist of butchery. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Okay, try again. Roll another medicine check. I will use my long stored DM inspiration. Ah. Long ago. Natural 20. Nice. Boom! This time you got it right. You are patient. Music plays as a montage of you uh, 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 shaving away muscle 
and flesh and bring it down. You don't get the blade caught once on the bone. You gently work the bone, eroding away at the uh, what's inside of it? The sponge, the, bun, the, the bone sponge. Marrow, there you go. Uh, inside. The sponge. Oh, it's a sponge-like <laughs> substance, but it's not a sponge. Yeah. As you go through the marrow out the other side, and uh, the bucket's still down there, so the leg just sort of slides off, and blood just like everywhere. There's bleeding all over the bed, and he's like, okay, this is where I come in. I lift up her, her the rest of her thigh, was left of it anyway. And then he starts closing it up, and he starts using the flame to melt her skin and melt the epidermis together to form some kind of natural thing. He's like, I think this is okay. I'm pretty sure this is how you do it. But if not, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll fix it after. This is the main part. We have to get rid of that. And as, like, the leg, you know, slides down, you see that the her bone on the other side is, like, shattered in a million pieces. It's, like, jello, basically. And, um, and after an hour of this performing surgery with Dr. Dickles. Everyone's emotionally spent. <sighs> He's like, okay, now we have to get to work removing all the shrapnel. So who's the most uh, dexterous among you? The one that isn't here. So oh, can, all... you, can you get him? We're going to need somebody with uh, very nimble fingers to make sure we, we don't want to get any infections, so we're going to have to get all the pieces out from her body. Well, his... Lizard hands are too big, and mine are covered in boils and sores. It'll we end have up, to get Stanley. Yeah, we have to get Stanley. Can one of you go and fetch Stanley for me, please? I'll, I'll go get him. Varel, you stay here. I'll get Stan. I don't know where Stanley is. Did he tell us where he was going uh, with those people? You heard him say yeah. it's free drinks at Charlemagne's. Oh, all right. Him. I'm going to check Charlemagne's. I'll, if he's there, I'll bring him back. All right. So you exit out the building back into... Uh, the hot air you were in the hot office with no ventilation uh now you're in the hot air the sun bearing down upon you you're sweating from hard work it's about 11 o'clock you make your way down to charlemagne's without a vent and you see that there's a loud din of conversation coming from the inside of charlemagne's okay i'll walk in see what's up you walk in and you see you see you walk in, you see there's tons of Trashburg citizens inside. They're all drinking. They're going, ah, for he's a jolly good fellow. They're all, like, dancing. Like, not dancing, but, you know, just moving around, full of energy and excitement in here. And at the center of it all, Stanley, uh, arms crossed, engaging with the community. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll make my way over to him. Mm-hmm. Uh Ah, oh, Nash, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Nash Magod of the Solar Mines, who I have told you all about, one of my uh, closest comrades in this adventure. Wow, you're friends with Stanley, Stanley Billings. This man, I'd love to be this man's friend. You should count yourself lucky. And one of the drunken Trashburg guys says, "Um," and a, a lady sort of leans over to you Nash and goes do you, do you know if he's single is he seeing anybody uh, to Stanley she says that to you oh to me about Stanley yeah, Stanley's single um, technically he's double but that's a long story uh, <laughs> does that mean he's with somebody no it's an inside joke for uh, for us as a team don't worry about it I, I'm very but what's happening here what do you what are you people what are you doing 
Are you directing it at the people or yeah, at Stanley? the lady who's talking to me? Oh, oh um, Stanley's got uh, Stanley Billings. He's um, the proprietor of a sewage company who's visited town to do some appraising to get us a new sewage system. But now that he's spoken with us, he's overcome with this great desire to run for city mayor, and we would all back him. All right. I look up. We, I look we like him. Free drink. Free drinks, right, Stanley? How far is Stanley That's from right. me? Is she is she right? He's right here with us. Yeah, you're in the same circle, but she's just sort of whispering to you. And, and while Stanley's like talking with someone else, there's a lot of you know, there's a circle of like eight people. You know how the din of conversation is. Yeah. People are in a circle. They're talking. There's people all behind you. You've cut your way through. They're mainly infatuated. All of them with Stanley. Okay. Well, it's going to dawn on me what he's doing, and I'm going to look at him and go, sewage company. And smile and nod my head, and then kind of shake it off and go, Stanley. I need you. Uh, come here for a minute. I need a. I need a word. Yes. Uh, excuse me, everybody. One moment. Let me just lean in. Yeah, lean in. Uh, we have a problem. Uh, as you know, Hope got horribly injured, and we've got her over at Dick Stickles, and he needs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He needs somebody with more dexterity than either I or Varel have. You're kind of our only hope. Uh, no pun intended. So can you get over there? Come with me now. We got to take care of this. She's going to die if we All don't right. hurry. One moment, Nick. All right. Uh, everybody, everybody, listen up. I'll try and get everybody's attention. Everybody looks to you, smiles on their faces, drinks in hand. Going. Grab one more round, and then I'm afraid we're going to have to reconvene at another time. I am needed. I... Don't mean to be a braggart myself, uh, but I do dabble a little bit in medicine, and it turns <gasps> out my medical expertise is now needed as well. So I'm going to have to make my way over there. We're closing the bar, but one more round before we go. Let's all make our way out of here. He's amazing. I know. They're all super infatuated with you, and they all smile and look at you. Some of them move towards the bar. Are you leaving the area, or are you... Uh, I figured, seeing as we're responsible for this place and leaving a bunch of people who've been told free drinks alone in it is not a good idea. I'm going to usher everybody out and then make my way over there. Okay. Well, and so on the way out, they this whole process is going to take about 10 minutes. They ask you questions like, when will you next be convening for a meeting is the main one that gets asked a lot. Are oh, you going to tell them anything? I'm not sure. We're working on... Uh, refurbishing this place. Charlemagne, I'm afraid, has, has left town, but he has left it to me and my, my comrades. We're working on getting it back up and running to be an even better place for you. Uh, make sure you check back. We'll let you know as soon as we're back open. Okay. So the whole process takes about 10 minutes, but everyone leaves very willingly because your main audience is very charmed by you and everyone sort of follows their suit like when you're just like it's time to leave take your drink and go some people are like oh man and then you don't have to you know chastise them your enthralled people are like no no he has to go he's very important they sort of help support you and ushering everyone out you don't have to do that much work within about 10 minutes the place is emptied all right nash let's go all right let's go quickly all right so you 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 hustle your way down uh, to the 26 block territory and Nash shows you where Dr. Dickles is you enter the waiting room there's still people in there <coughs> and um, Edith the secretary motions for you guys to go in you walk into room one and you see uh, Varel standing with a saw in his hand he's completely covered in blood you see Hope on a table with no arm and no 
leg because Nash didn't tell you about any of this. Uh, and you know she doesn't have the horn either. She's got she's got no left arm, no left leg, and and this is your first meeting, I believe, with Doctor Dickles. And he's like, "Oh, thank God you're here." They say you got good fingers, and I need a man with some good fingers. Good lords, what the hell happened in here? <laughs> it's a long story, but he's the doctor. Wink, wink. Uh, we need to do what we can to help her. It's the best we have. He's the only so one. The last right little bit of surgery we have to conduct here. Um, what's your name? My name is Stanley Billings, and who are you? And he reaches out his hand. It's covered completely in sort of dried blood. He's like, I'm Dr. Mick Dickles. <laughs> Great. What did you need me for? <laughs> you guys don't shake hands where you're from? <laughs> you're, okay, well. Um, we, we need you. So your friend here, Hope, she's taking a lot of damage. A lot of shrapnel in her in her face, neck, chest, and there's a lot of work getting her arm and her leg off. And I'm not feeling particularly up to it. I just need someone with some some dexterous fingers who can concentrate on on. We need to pull them all out so she doesn't get infected. All right, I will go over, uh, press the digitate my hands. Make a sterile environment to operate in. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, you'll need these. And he gives you some tweezers. He's like, oh, wait. He spits on it, and then he wipes it off with a bloody cloth he has in his pocket. He's like, here, here you go. Take them. Um, press the digitate those. They're very clean now. Amateurs. <laughs> and then I will <laughs> kneel down and start removing shrapnel. Okay, medicine check, please. Uh, that is going to be a 20 not natural. Okay, so the process of removing all the shrapnel will probably take four to eight hours. We'll say okay. four. That's a wide range. Oh, I thought you said 48 hours. Gosh, damn. No, four four to eight hours. Okay. There's a lot of shrapnel to remove. And also, once the shrapnel's removed, Dr. Dickles is sort of looking, inspecting, and then he'll clean the wounds after you've, you know, he checks your work and makes sure... He's gotten all the metal out that he can see, and he refers to his X-ray document. It's, you know, because you can kind of see his, all the metal pieces if he zooms and enhances with the magnifying scope. So this whole work process is going to take about four hours. Okay. Okay, so four hours goes by. Uh, we're now about two in the afternoon, and uh, with that, uh, you're done the work. Tired, sweaty. And, can uh, I? Uh just sort of knowing that while it is not a cure-all, it does help treat such things. Can I cast a light cure wounds over her once it's all done? Yeah, so the cure wounds will help heal her, the stubs that she has. Right. So they're, they're closed over. So that'll, that'll help close flesh and wounds. Like the broken bone would be too severe for the cure wounds to fix, but you can right. fix the flesh wounds. You can close up her um, cuts as you go on, or, you know, the cuts from the shrapnel. Uh, the scarring, however, remains. So I know, uh, just for your benefit, Kristen, you'll have a scar on the left side of your face. You'll have neck scarring where, like, shrapnel has bit in. And as well, during the process, you've had to cut her shirt open, so it's a very medical environment, but you had to cut it open. There's been shrapnel all down her chest, 
all the way down to her leg stump and you've had to remove it and there's scarring all down her body where where there are burn marks and there are shrapnel entry points that have cut cut her open okay so i do i do cast cure wounds um as once it's all done as kind of a final help heal okay. up the wounds and part of this is she's now getting a rest you know with the morphine and all that stuff so hope you can actually consider yourself fully you can take a long rest Okay, you do have levels of exhaustion still from the from the damage and the medical procedure. We're going to give you welcome to my world. Yeah, some levels of exhaustion all up in here. Where's my exhaustion table? I have it somewhere. I just want to make sure I give the right amount. I can't find it. It's always on here though. What the heck? Sorry, I know this is not good, but I keep this Dungeon Master screen handy for such things. You're all good. All right. We're going to say exhaustion level three. So you're going to need some rest before you're fully able. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. But you are now stable. And oh, here it is three. So you'll have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Level two, speed halved, and disadvantage on ability checks for one. So that'll sort of be where you're coming from. However, the work's not done. Stanley, as you finish up, this woman walks in. She's got these, this big, heavy rucksack. Um, just as you get complete, she tosses it on the floor, and Dr. Dickles goes, Oh! It's who I sent for! It's, <clears throat> it's my good friend, Metal Mandy. And Metal Mandy. She's got like a, a army cap on, and there's some goggles on top of it. I uh, heard you were you're looking for an engineer. Yes, 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 yes. Please meet everyone. Meet everyone. <clears throat> yeah, who are you? Who are you, weirdos? <laughs> who are you calling My a weirdo? My name is Stanley Billings. Pleased to meet you. Metal Mandy was your name? Yeah, that's right. My name's Metal Mandy. It's a woman. She's wearing a tank top. Oh, it is a Got woman. some fatigues on. Yeah. Okay. My name is Metal Mandy. She's got a pretty low voice. Uh, this here is Nash Magod of the Solar Mines and Vorel. Uh, mm. And this here is Hope. Yeah, she's the one that uh, Monsoon wants uh, fixed up, that's uh, my understanding. Well, um, can we wake her up? Mick, can we wake her up? Mick goes, oh, oh, yes. <clears throat> he starts digging through the drawers. <clears throat> He's like, I think... I think this will do it. <clears throat> he takes out this sort of jar and he pours it into his bloody cloth. He doesn't seem to have any new cloths. And he puts it under her nose. I hope you, you wake up. You're, you're, an ex, you're an excruciating amount of pain. Damn it! <laughs> I thought you were going to stop this! You go, you go to lift up your arm and it's like you feel like your arm is there because of phantom nerves but to your horror you find that there's no left arm oh. <laughs> you look down and you have no left leg and you're also <laughs> naked on the table <laughs> the... I'll like try and cover up my top um, he goes oh, oh um, excuse me Mantle man he's like yeah please cover her up this is there's not a show floor and, and Dr. Dickles goes and gets a bloody takes his bloody rag and opens it up and 
drapes it over you. I'm going to go get another rag. I think I used that one quite a bit. I'll be right back. Press the digitate the rag. Oh, and the rag just goes bing, and it's clean and white. What happened? Well, now, um, I guess uh, I'll, uh, unless you guys want to tell her, maybe it'd be better coming from a friend. Metal Manny sort of breaks her rucksack over to the table and starts taking parts out of it, these big metal pieces out of it. Hope will watch it suspiciously. You did well, Hope. What? You were injured. You asked to see Monsoon Cabbage. This was his gift to you. These capable, and I'll look at Nash and Stanley, capable medical folk <laughs> attended to you. Medical folk. Thank you. I'll just sit there quietly. What's with all the hardware? What's all the hardware here for? What's this for? Well, now, um, <clears throat> uh, Monsoon, uh, well, I guess it was Mick that sent the message, but I'm, I'm assuming if Mick's doing anything, it's because Monsoon wants, wants it done. Um, I'm, uh, my name's Metal Mandy. I'm uh, an engineer. I work at the refinery. Okay. And um, uh, I'm uh, I'm highly sought after for my particular set of skills, which involves taking machinery and making it work on its own. You ever heard of a thing called robotics? I'm familiar with the term. Well, it's uh, simple. It's just uh, you make a machine and you make it move like it's a real part. I mean, folks all the time down the refinery are losing their limbs because there's dangerous pieces. We just had a uh, there was a seven-year-old. He lost both his legs, so we put some tractor tires underneath them, and now he can he can wheel around the factory and get back to work. And he's happy. He's he's a kid. He's still happy. He's super excited to have little tractor tires. He's like a little tank man, <laughs> and he loves it. Uh, you try telling him otherwise. You know, when he gets older, he's probably going to realize how sad it is that he can't have any kids. But eh, I don't know. I think it's fair trade. I like my machines. Anyways, um, hope you don't look like you're as badly off, but, uh, well, we're going to put some new parts on you. What do you say to that? Uh, okay. All right, well, come on. It's going to take me a little bit of time. I've got to calibrate and sort this stuff out, so why don't you boys, you work real hard, go get yourself some dinner or go relax or I don't know what. Um, I'm probably going to need to be here at least for the rest of the night, and then we're going to have to get her to sleep. She's going to have to rest a little bit. All right. But uh, she reaches into her bag and she pulls out an arm. She's like, look at this bad boy. She sort of points the arms at you and she's kind of like, she has her hand in, at the end where it would probably hook onto you. She starts playing around with it and the arm's like, waves at you. And then she's like, check this out. And then she sort of goes, and the arm opens up and a cannon shoots out. It's like, ah, I got you. <laughs> um, I heard you like guns. Well, it's kind of like your birthday, little Hope. I've got uh, got some special toys for you. Anyways, get on out of here, boys. Leave me alone with Hope. We're going to take care of the rest. Do you require protection? Is this place secure? 
Oh, hell. If anyone comes in here, I'm going to kick their ass personally. Unless you're expecting some kind of trouble. I doubt anybody would be attacking this far into 26 block territory. But uh, if you do need any assistance, we'd be happy to help. No, I got it. This uh, this robotics thing. Either you know what you're doing and you don't. And honestly, um, I think probably uh, Hope's uh, probably not feeling like entertaining too much. Usually people want to be left alone after they lose their, their arms and legs and stuff like that. You can come back after, I promise, and see her shiny new toys. You're going to be okay, Hope. Hope will just nod quietly. She's got a very, like, 20-yard stare going on. Very good. All right. I'll walk out. Stanley, might I inquire for some cleaning before facing the street? Oh, right. Uh, sure. And press the digitate, both, both of them. And myself, I guess I'm probably also covering. Oh, you gave it to Nash. That's nice of you. Small, yeah. small technical note. I think Varel's microphone is currently off. I think we're picking it up on her mic. Yeah, he is. He is kind of quiet. That's true. <laughs> we did hear you, but it's quiet. Yeah, I think it's coming through hers because hers is loud and clear, and then you're. It's almost like you're in the back room with her. Did that help? Oh, it totally fixed oh, it. Did. Yeah. Okay, there it cool. Is. Yeah, sweet. Sorry, back to the thing. No. All right, so you exit out into the waiting room, and the door closes behind you as Hope and Metal Mandy get to work. Uh, and Hope, you'll be spending a large part of the day learning to use the machinery. It isn't even so much a matter of attaching it, but you know it's going to read your electrical impulses, and your machinery is going to obey it, um, as well as she'll be pouring. That she'll be doing something for your horn, which is pouring some uh, molten liquid in there and giving you the metal horn. Everyone will be able to see that very soon. Ooh. Yeah, multiple. Right. Like, it's just so, the one horn, though. So she not both horns. One horn. One horn broke. The left horn. Oh. Her left side got hit real hard. She had shattered bone in her arm, shattered bone in her leg, and a broken horn, as well as being shredded with shrapnel. Um, now uh, that means it's going to take a little bit more time before she's uh, gotten a bit of rest. And the healing magic definitely helped make the healing process much faster. So normally she might have to be out for weeks before recovering from trauma like that. But, you know, this healing magic that Stanley provided is going to expedite the recovery process. However, you do have the three levels of exhaustion that you'll have to sleep off. Uh, so the rest of you move out into the waiting room. And Nash, as you, watch, uh, as you walk out, uh, may, I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Okay. Oh, boy. What the hell could this be about? Um, okay. It is a, a six. All right, as you walk out, a guy leaning next to the wall waiting to be looked at just looks just looks at you just to look at you, and then he just goes, ah! and a giant goober uh, spray of, like, goober stuff just covers you. And he's like, shouldn't have stood there, man. Jesus, Chrome! <laughs> you couldn't put, put, do it in your shirt or go the other direction? This is, the, this is the worst doctor's office I've ever been in. i never seen someone look like you. I had to look, and then I had to sneeze. Don't lose your mind. Uh, what are you here for? I don't know. It's just, I'm itchy everywhere. Well, shit. Whatever it is, you just coughed it on me, you a-hole. Out of my way! 
<laughs> you guys all make your way into the waiting room. I don't know where you're going or what you're doing. You're standing in the middle of the waiting room. Uh, who has my cape? Oh. Did... Wait. I don't know where my, your cape is. It, it's probably on the ground in Monsoon Cabbage's main room. He dug out the brain out of Blunk Oliver's head and probably oh. dropped it on the ground with everything else. Right. That's it. That, we tell him that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a so, bit of a rush. We're trying to save hope here, Stanley. It's not like we had the, all the time in the world to follow through on your cape. We also no longer have the head, then, is what you're telling me. He took the head. It was part of the what he needed to, to then call his doctor, if you want to say doctor, and made all this happen so we could save hope but he wanted the head and we didn't tell you this but he gutted it out took all the brains and stuff out of it and then put it on his own head and then went up, went up the elevator it was a hell of a thing well I think we're going to need to go and meet with Monsoon Cabbage again sooner than later I don't know if you want to do that while Hope's recovering or if you want to wait but I have questions based on what he that lizard folk had to say before he died. Can I get everyone to make an insight roll, please? Yeah. Add your insight modifier. I got a natural 20. For a total of 24. I got a okay, all, 11. <clears throat> it all suddenly occurs to you that blood ball practice started an hour ago. Oh, I was aware. That... <laughs> he just hey didn't guys, give a shit. See hope. Yeah. <laughs> His bio-over got <laughs> practice. We gotta go play baseball now. I'm not saying you have to go or anything. I'm just saying it all collectively enters your mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just go, uh, you guys were late for baseball, but we had to take care of Hope. There's no way we were going to play. Right? It would be customary to honor Monsoon Cabbage's gift by arriving with Hope, functional and in tow, for our conversation. I agree. That's fair. Then perhaps we make an innocent show of ourselves at Blood Ball, as though nothing has happened this morning. Also, gentlemen, I urge you both to become doctors if you have such great critiques. I saw nothing wrong in there. He was an expert skinner before he became too drunk and I took over. See well, the... typically in a medical professional, Varel, you don't have the people who brought the patient in finish the procedure for you. I mean, how? Uh, so pause for a second, just to make sure your character knowledge is in alignment. How many doctors has the three of you ever been to before? Well, we had one on. We had a clinic and and a couple of dudes on staff at the solar mines. And that's all. <laughs> okay. That's all I ever. I'm had. just saying, if you have a background that didn't. It was very much in the wastes or the wilds. You might not have. I have I have a plus one to medicine, and it all comes from that experience. It's all Are you I sure have. there was a clinic? Yeah, there was like a. They had to take care of. <laughs> they had to take care of sick people or injuries inside the mines. Yeah, because they wouldn't let us. Because they wouldn't let us leave. Just I'm just checking to make sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to call anyone anything. I just want to make sure it all makes sense. Yeah, they wouldn't I let us. Best I'd ever seen. I feel like with my knowledge of the world that was i would at least have a rough idea of what a doctor should do okay I, enough to at least know that that was not a good doctor okay perfect varel disagrees with you that's fine 
The best I've seen. <laughs> Varel, we did half the work. And if she was a beast of burden, she would have been put down. She would be lame. She was saved by this establishment. Barely, but we're not out of the woods. I'm worried about infection. I'm worried about chronic issues that come after. We don't know if that hardware is going to work. Like, I'm not saying this may not all work out. It may work out fine, but our concern for her isn't over. Nash, your concerns are exactly how I would describe you. An infection with chronic issues that's machinery doesn't work. <laughs> touche, Stanley, touche. But the point is, until she's out of the woods, I'm not keeping my eye off any of those guys. That doctor's dead if she dies. She seems to be doing well enough. We'll see how it goes. Nash, can you assure me that your shoulder is burdened? Uh. Oh. (laughs) 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 Um. Let me check. And I kind of, I don't know how to do it. Well, we all know that she's there, right? Everybody in the group knows. We all know. She's invisible. They they don't know. Oh, they don't. You can know. feel her. Okay. You can feel her. On her yeah, shoulder. I say oh, my my burden is still with me. Good. You're a you're a small slap. Don't call me a burden. It's not. What I, I don't mean it as a pejorative. I just mean that you're just kind of a you're just. It's a way of saying that you're here. What's a pejorative? It's not pejorative. It's pejorative, and I can't explain it right now. When are we gonna kill the doctor? It means a negative. So? It means a negative comment. Okay. We're going to kill the doctor now. We're going to kill the doctor if... Yes, not now, though. We need hope to live. Okay, you said that we're going to kill the doctor a little bit louder. One of the patients that's next to you is kind of like... Is that you? No, no, no. We're going to... We're going to... Uh, we're going to peel the doctor, is what I said, sir. I realize that doesn't make <laughs> sense, but... A deception, deception check, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to deceive with... I'm going to peel the doctor. All right. Gosh, yeah, I meant to it. say peel the doctor, not kill the doctor. Uh, yeah, it is going to be... I peeled the doctor yesterday. What did you do? <laughs> oh, plus four. I have a good one on that. Uh, so that is 19. Uh, so so the, the Trashburg citizen sort of looks at you and goes, oh, okay, I misheard. Like he's the look on his face like he misheard, and he, he goes back to dealing with his whatever illness he has. Ew, and his hands and everything? Yeah. Gosh, dang it, dude, this place. <laughs> All right. It's gross. Maybe it would be better to be having these conversations outside. On our way to baseball, perhaps. Sure. I agree. All right. You exit Dr. Dickles, and you make your way to the baseball diamond. The camera zooms out, following our three boys as they walk amidst the buildings towards the baseball diamond and swirls back in through the window back to Hope and Metal Mandy as she puts uh, the arm (coughs) connects it in and you start to feel movement your fist and you open it up and expose the cannon Hope smiles a a a look of delight enters your face and then we cut to black nice that's this week's episode woo I want Hope Hardware, man. I'm so excited for the stuff you're getting. I can barely stand (laughs) this. 
It's gonna hey, be you worth got it. Got a limb that needs replacing? Maybe they can put a cannon down there for you. Truck it, anyone want to add? Ask. See how much Metal Mandy would charge you for that. Yeah, you never Press know. Salvos. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited for you anyway. After all, especially after all this, we're freaking just about died. Now you're in the worst hospital ever with the goofiest. <laughs> Play doctor of the all game time. was the sleep spell, though. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> But he died. I should get. I should you're get. Like, you're like, I don't trust this doctor. Meanwhile, <laughs> let's sneak across by putting him to sleep. This <laughs> the worst doctor I've ever seen. Oh Since shit! Let's pretend nothing happened. To his death mere minutes ago. I shouldn't have done level two. I should have just been content with one. Because that caused real issues. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's awesome. I'm excited to see what happens next because ha- Cyborg uh, Hope is a very exciting prospect in my mind. And uh, I really want to see how that plays out. And we will next week on There Will Be Dungeons. Now, as a reminder, if you like the show and you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I'd sure like to be more involved somehow. Well, you can. You can send us your emails and thoughts and comments over there at the website, therewillbedungeons.com. There's a contact link. Hit that and go. Uh, for those of you who are artists and you're making cool stuff in and around the show, uh, make sure you send that stuff to us because we love it and we want to see more of it because uh, it's awesome and we want to share it with the world. So tweet it to us at There Be Dungeons, which is what we are on Twitter, and you can find us all there as well. All that stuff's on the website, therewillbedungeons.com. We'll be back next week, 3 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern and uh, what is that, 4 p.m. Pacific right here at frogpants.tv where you can get the podcast and the YouTube stuff after the fact. And I think that's everything. Bo, any final words as our DM? No, except that it's great to be back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, players. And thank you. Yes, and thank you for the uh, letting us be at BlizzCon and and missing a week. But we're back at it, and we ain't going anywhere. Oh, did we say that? Just as I know it's at the end of the show, but so many people came up to say... Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so so thank much you love. For, yeah, thank you for sharing your love because it, it's nourishment. For it us was to- uh, it was great to hear that, and I wasn't sure how much of it we'd get, but I think I feel like almost every conversation had a somebody made a point about oh, and I love the new D and D show. People would say that, and even if they were going oh, the instance I've been listening since then, or I listened to Kyle on in ITN or whatever the things were, it was always followed up with oh, and I love the D and D show. Please keep that going. Like, all, all of you were doing that. And that made us all feel really good. So thank you very much. Nourish Bo. He needs it. That's right, Wicked Kitten. Uh, thank you, chat room, for being here and having a good time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening, watching, however you consume this thing. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week for a brand new edition of There Will Be Dungeons. Goodbye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.